If nobody turned that one steer the four times you ran that night, you didn't get a turn in. You just didn't get to row. <laughs> Who in the heck loans you $30,000 to go rodeo? What are you talking about? We get done. We're like, this sucks. We're still going to do it. I, I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? So we're officially hey, going. Unoffendable. You know, yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason it's for that is the Flatbed is like <laughs> so. <laughs> we are, as always, brought to you by Classic Ropes and Equinity Products. If you've listened to over three Flatbed Podcast episodes, here's what you owe us in return: rate and review. No, I'm kidding. You don't owe us anything, but we'd love it if you go rate and review the podcast. It's a gigantic help for our business model. This, to me, this episode had such a different feel um, than anything we've ever done. I, I had tried to put together a podcast with Matt way back when and, um, you know, just schedules and things hadn't lined up. And so when he said he was going to be in Taylor, Arizona, I jumped in the car. He said he would do it. So I jumped in the car and drove four hours up there into the mountains to, to Taylor. And we met in the lobby of the Roadway Inn. It was, just a, it was just a surreal experience. It was a tremendous podcast. He's such a good communicator. Life has taken this guy so many different places. And so... Um, it was just, it was a, it was a surreal experience. The last time I saw him, I think we were in the arena at St. Paul and then fast forward and we're sitting in the lobby of the roadway Inn in Taylor, Arizona. So interesting podcast, fascinating guy, very transparent, open, very, very willing to talk about, you know, the story as he sees it. And, um, just man, interesting story, interesting podcast. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. It is a new day at the flatbed podcast. Let me tell you what I'm doing to tell you how it affects you. We are going into basically our second season. We're not calling it a season because I don't even know why you would do that. I mean, we're into our second year. That's all that means. We're adding a subscription option. What that means is not you have to pay to listen to every episode, but what we're doing is we're recording bonus content for every episode. With every guest, we're asking stupid questions. We're going completely off script. We're just going according to what we think would be funny. Um, it's just bonus content. And what I, what I found is you get a little... A little better look into the person that's on the on the podcast instead of being stiff or formal um we start off with bonus content we ask stupid questions you get the like the live reaction we've said it's like an inkblot test right you just say whatever comes to mind first i personally have enjoyed it i've i've loved the bonus content because like i said you get to see a different side of whoever's in uh the studio uh for the month it's five bucks for the month for the entire month which comes out to about like a dollar a little like a dollar 25 per episode so less than a dr pepper you get to listen to all the bonus content you can click on it and add now here's what this does by helping fund a little bit of what we're doing it allows some travel to places that we would like to go um i was watching youtube last night about the bullfights and i was like man how cool would it be if we could go to spain someday and talk to the people that run the bullfighting rings right like go talk to the people that own the horses that are part of that like and i'm only using that as an example we're not trying to fund a trip to spain but uh you know i would i would love the option to financially be able to go to the places where things are happening that are interesting outside of maybe just only team roping in arizona i know we made a trip to texas so um we're adding the subscription site but the truth is honestly even if it was doing nothing but funding my rock star recovery bill every month um, it, the, the, the content has been fun. It's been a blast. So like I said, a dollar 25 an episode is what you're, what you're investing. It is super easy. Um, and we haven't had, we haven't had one bonus segment yet that hasn't made everybody laugh. It's been fun. We've enjoyed it. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to release three free bonus episodes this week, give you an idea. Um, we're going to release three of them this week. You can take a look at them, see what you think. But then also after that, it'll be one per episode. We haven't recorded any podcasts without also including bonus episodes. So, um, I would encourage you to check it out. It's fun. Um, I, I really do enjoy it. It's something I've actually, it's been a, it's been an addition to the podcast that I've enjoyed. So check it out.
The Flatbed Podcast is brought to you by, um, we say companies, we say sponsors, but reality, it's brought to you by other people. In the same way that you're sitting here listening to this podcast, there are other people who are investing into this process financially that are bringing this to you so that you can listen to it for free. I love that there are people running companies that have the same shared values that we have in this industry. So when we talk to you about the people that are bringing you this podcast, please understand we're talking about a company, but really what we're talking about is the people. I know you've heard me talk about uh, Aquinity products. Uh, the thing that stands out to me about Aquinity is this for my uneducated brain. It promotes the health of the pituitary gland and the pituitary gland is what heals the body. So instead of putting in a bunch of foreign substances trying to create synthetics, what it does is it goes in and promotes the natural health of the body. Um, we're excited about people like Trevor and Miles and Jordan Briggs and the people that are standing behind these products, Tyler Wade. There's so many people that are seeing the benefits. It improves muscle support for strength and recovery, stronger collagen, healthier coats and bones, uh, maximizes performance with cell regeneration and increases focus and more response. How does it do that? It does that by promoting the things that make your horse healthy. John Dowdy and his gang are great guys. I would love if, if you see them out somewhere, I know for a fact they'd love if you came and introduced yourself. The 30-day challenge where you get to take pictures of before and after, that's important so that you can see the results. So check them out, teamaquinity.com. <laughs> so we are through the weird part. This is actually the podcast part. No, that we're was easy. Sitting here in the <laughs> lobby of the Roadway Inn in Taylor, Arizona. For people that don't know, we were just talking about it. This might be the world's biggest attendance open rodeo in the world. They said they've got ten thousand seats, something like that. Yeah, I think more than that. Um, and that grandstand is really big. It's like bigger than a pro rodeo grandstand. So have they, have they had a perf yet? No, they just did a, a jackpot calf roping and the calf roping slack. I, got um, you. I think there's just one perf tomorrow. Night. Got you. So here's let me let me preface it with it. There, there's going to be some background noise more than if we're in the studio. Obviously, we're sitting in the lobby of a hotel. When you think of somebody who's a visionary, to describe a visionary, I would say somebody who sees things as they are, but how they could be. And I think it's a real fine line between how they could be and how they should be. If somebody's if somebody is a true visionary. They see things the way they are, and it feels like injustice to see it fought against how it could be. Am I saying that right? I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I've been thinking about creativity and vision and things like that a lot lately, and I, I'm not a creative person. Like, that's, that's, you know, maybe the secret thing about me is that um, I do things by uh, noticing and problem-solving and for me, it just ends up being uh, I can go to that arena over here and I can say, oh, this is different than all the other arenas that I shot from. How am I going to use this to make a different picture here than I would be able to make anywhere else? Yeah, but I'm not talking about creativity where you invent out of nowhere. I'm saying the truest creativity is when someone sees it as though it's already there, right? So when you go to the arena, I mean, if I went and I had the same exact camera, you and I get done at the end of the night, your pictures are going to look different than my pictures, right? When you emerged, I told you a story a second ago, I still remember where I was sitting the first time I ever saw a Matt Cohen photo. It was a picture of Jim Ross Cooper. He posted it on social media or whatever. I sit in a movie theater, and instantly my vision changes because I'm like, I had no idea. You know, you've seen rodeo pictures, mm -hmm. right? It's got like the word proof written across yeah. it, and it's from, you know, 500 yeah. yards away or whatever. Yeah. The first time I saw a picture, I remember thinking, what is this? So when I say visionary, Matt, what I'm saying is, you came in and showed us what it could be. And that's hard to go back now and look at what is. 
Yeah, I mean, th that's the funny thing, though, is that lots of people go back and look at it how it was before, and they, oh, yeah, we're fine with this, you know? Um, because it's free? Um, <laughs> I, I just think there's not, there's just not the premium placed on any of this. You have these places like here, I'll be here for two days, right? The people, they're happy to have me and all that, but they're running their rodeo, you know? So the, the idea is kind of like, um, trying to think about how I want to say this. It's, it's more of, um, me thinking for other people yeah, right. and, and thinking ahead, like, um, okay, well, I know that this rodeo, the reason I'm here is they want marketing pictures to be able to sell the rodeo for next year, sponsor stuff and, you know, right. billboards and whatever else they do. And, uh, I could come here and I could do whatever high end regular action pictures or something like that and give it to them. They'd be more than happy, whatever. But what I want to do is make it so that every single picture that they use to promote their rodeo is something that you just can't turn away from. And hopefully more people will remember the first time that they saw a picture like that. Right. Like I was doing some today where, you know, it's not ordinarily the kind of work that I do, but I was trying to show my student different things about, you know, uh, if this doesn't work or if this is a bad background, you can move over to here, that kind of thing. Um, and, I was shooting the calf roping horses going out of the chute and mm -hmm. kicking up dirt and the sunlight bouncing off of their shoes and all that kind of stuff. And that, even if the people who are using the pictures don't understand what that is, the people who see the picture right. who have never seen a picture like that before right. will automatically notice what it is, right? That's my whole mission is you can have a picture. I don't want to make any picture that anybody else could make. Right. I want to make pictures that the, and the reason that they look different is that they have to look different to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep doing the same thing they've been doing for 40, 50 years or whatever, or more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just, I, I don't even know more because I've looked at some really, really old rodeo pictures. Those guys used to mix it up. You know, really? I've, I've seen old pictures where, uh, the bronc is almost jumping over the photographer, you know, because I guess it was more wild back then. Yeah. They didn't really care if the photographer got ran over or anything like that. Um, it's really just like, uh, I don't know. It's probably like the last 40 years or something like that, where people just got real lazy using zoom lenses right. and being safe and staying way out of well, the video on each other. You know, it's like they got the video, right. You know, so an extra added experience. Okay, so this brings me to what, I'm gonna, what I was going to say is it's almost less for the contestants and more for the people who have a curiosity in the sport, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, sport, the sport has done historically a really poor job of integrating new fans. And any sport that doesn't accurately tell its own story will, will go through that. It becomes very insular. It becomes very tight-knit. It yeah. becomes very good old boys club. So one of the things that has to be really intentional is how do we accurately tell this story for people that are outside of the world, right? When you, when you think of where the, where rodeo has chosen to go on, chosen to go on, chosen to go, how much of a, how much of an injustice is it ultimately the trickle down to the contestants to, for people that don't know, we're going to get into, I asked for permission. I want to talk about the stories because this did get controversial. It did get weird. It did kind of blow up. And at the same time, you were a talent. In my mind, you were a talent that the rodeo world needed. And is it fair to say that neither one of you guys managed each other very well? 
Absolutely. I mean, like, the one thing that the last couple of years has given me is perspective on all of that. And you can say, like, I can absolutely see the other side, right? You are hell to deal with, and we don't, we just don't want to deal with it, right? What talented person in history wasn't a little bit that way, honestly? I, I think they probably all are, because I think you have to be insane to, to follow the, the path that, you know, I, I brought up Michael Mann earlier. Like, the, this dude does two years' worth of research before he even breaks out a camera, yeah. you know? And he's finding out like the lingo and the everything that you see in that movie is real, right? You know, and you have to be insane to spend that much time because how many people are even going to notice all of that stuff, right? Right, right. Going to extra links for small amounts of right. people that would make right. a difference to you. I will kill myself for a five percent better picture. You almost have, right? <laughs> There's videos, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but back to the PRCA, right? It's not necessarily up to them to integrate someone like me. Oh, I disagree. I completely disagree. I I know what you're saying. There's a but to it, right? The but is, unless you don't have what that person is bringing, right? Right. If you have enough, like, I'm not running around the NFL saying you're doing everything wrong and, you know, whatever, calling everybody out or something like that because uh, they have it covered. You know, if I want to shoot a game... I'm going to go there and be low profile and thanks for letting me shoot and right. all that kind of stuff. Right? right. Rodeo isn't like that. And, you know, uh, people don't like when I talk like this, but I don't know. There's probably uh, 120 or something like that PRCA photographers and 100 of them aren't worth anything at all as photographers. It's just the money they spent on the camera was their only qualification. And, or they, and they knew someone who could sign the letter, you know, the right. the application you know Um, well uh, but i guess back to your point with the nfl is that there's really not the injustice of what could be because the nfl is getting it right on so many fronts absolutely with rodeo the injustice is so easy to see because we're doing such a bad job that the frustration level is going to be to me is going to be higher because you're going hey this is the one area that we really need to be majoring on and it's become such a minor yeah um so much so that when somebody comes in that's doing what you're doing we don't feel like we should have to pay for it. Well, <laughs> that's, all, that's a whole other story. But going back to the, the so, yes, I take responsibility for my actions. Absolutely. Could I have handled things differently knowing all the facts that I know now? Yeah, absolutely. Where did it right? start? Because was it like open arms in the beginning? Or was rodeo just like, heck yeah, welcome? The f- <laughs> so the first rodeo that I shot was the Grand National uh, San Francisco. Yeah. In, uh, 2007. And okay. I was just telling this story earlier today. I used to ride my bike on a trail around the San Francisco Bay. I stopped in a Jamba juice to get something to drink. And I saw a poster for the grand national. They were advertising the rodeo on a Jamba juice. Yeah, they were. I'm sure they just paid somebody just well, that you know, saturation. Yeah. Just even the these, Jamba juice. Yeah. Just put these wherever, you know, um, uh, so I saw it and I was like, okay, I was shooting for a news website in San Francisco at the time. And uh, I was like, yeah, this looks kind of interesting. And it's weird, you know, having rodeo in San Francisco. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. So, which back to your point, this is the new crowd, the new fans, the new people. You totally. at that point qualify as that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's going to be some background noise where you're in the lobby. Wait for a minute. No, you're good. Okay. Um, Those actually, I want to wait for a minute because it's going to. Yeah. 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 No, you're good. It's going to pause it. Yeah, you're good.
So you walk into a Jamba Juice off to a rodeo. We had to take a break. We had some customers in here, as will happen. Um, was rodeo in the beginning, like when you when you think about the relationship between you and rodeo when it first started, was it just like open arms? They felt like they were lucky to have you? It, it, honestly, uh, the I remember the like the sales and marketing people at the Cow Palace were oh, we have a real photographer here or something. Like, I remember that they were, you know, fairly excited about that. But, you know, I, I got, <laughs> I went in there and I didn't have my card. I was on a media credential and the official photographer was out in the dirt and he would just set himself up in between me and whatever I was trying to shoot. And he just, I would have to get up and move or whatever. Every, and he was just following me around trying to block my pictures. Jeez. That's... Uh, so that and, was and, and back the then word, I just thought that was go. back then I thought it was funny, you know, like <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, I'm not competitive. I'm, I was literally at a Jamba Juice 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it, it was funny at that point. Cause I was able to, you know, he still had to shoot the rodeo so I could just right. move and end up shooting or whatever. But you know, that kind of, uh, that's a aggressive kind of behavior, you know, and it just ended up being, uh, it spread from him to all of his other, you know, PRCA photographers. Or Would whatever. you say that the rub started more at first with photographers? It like, abs, abs, nobody had a problem with me. Nobody cared about me, right. most of all. But the only people that had a problem with me were other photographers. Right. I didn't at that point. I wasn't even like trying to make connections or whatever. I was just like shooting one rodeo a year and right. you know being happy about it. You know, oh, this is a. Uh, in the middle of shooting uh, 60 baseball games or something like that yeah. over a couple of months or whatever. Um, so it was just fun for me. And then it took me like four years to like get anybody's attention enough to get into enough rodeos right. where they started noticing, you know, the, the rodeos themselves and everybody else. It, you know, I started shooting rodeo in 2007. It wasn't until 2011 that people knew who I was. Do you? And it wasn't because I was making bad pictures no, in the right. beginning. It was just... Not seeing them. There was no channel for me. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. friends with anybody on Facebook. I didn't know anybody in the business or whatever. It was just the website that I was working for posted the pictures. You know, that's it. Do you remember a moment that felt like a break, like that you can trace back and go, "That was where things changed from outsider to insider," or was it just slow, gradual, inch by inch? I remember in so 2011 was the first year that I could call up a rodeo and just get in. Oh, you're Matt Cohen. Okay. You know, like it took right. four years to get to that point. And I remember, uh, in, I don't know, November. Yeah. It was probably like November of 2011. Uh, this is a crazy story. Uh, Bobby Moat got smashed in a bucking shoot at Mission Viejo and he had like a lacerated kidney or something Jeez. like that. It was really you know, like RMV is like uh, the end of August. You don't have a whole lot of time to get healthy from no. a lacerated no, kidney, whatever. Right. Um, so uh, I get this was when Bobby was still living in Oregon. He drove down to John Grownie's ranch and John bucked a bunch of horses for him to, you know, like that guy was a monster when he was rodeoing. Like yeah. his workout and work yeah. ethic oh, was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, uh, I saw Bobby post that on Facebook that he was driving down there. And I was like, if I leave right now, I can get there at the same time he does. Yeah. So I texted Bobby, who was one of the few guys that I knew. And he was like, yeah, come on, no problem. And uh, just, you know, hung around. They bucked like, I don't know, three or four horses for him. And there's a bunch of college kids up there. They bucked some for them. Well, um, and as for as long as there's been cowboy hats, 
cowboys that liked having their picture taken. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you look at all the yeah. old photos, it's all cowboys who were like, yeah, I'll get a picture. Like, you would think from a contestant standpoint, people would have been open from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was it, a lot in the beginning was um, whatever. I wasn't making traditional bucking pictures. Yeah. I wasn't shooting when other people were shooting because right. I was trying to make the best picture, not trying to show that this horse can kick or whatever. It's just not my business. Well, everybody in their mind right now can picture every single event, what a photo of that right. event looks like in their mind right. because that's the standard, yeah. right? Calf roping, it's when the horse is stopping. Yeah. Healing, it's when the yeah. horse is stopping. Head yeah. horse, it's when their head is dallying. Like, yeah. we've seen that same picture yeah. so many times, just ingrained in our head what sure. it's supposed to look like. Yeah. So anything out of the ordinary to right. me is, a, is an improvement. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I, I just... I don't like. I see some of these same guys at all the rodeos that I go to year after year after year. They're they think their job is literally doing the same thing, yeah. every single year, and right. that's just. Uh, don't you think though? Don't you think that that's kind of true in every business? Because there's people who really trusted the establishment, and coming up, like whatever the establishment said, they did it, and so now they're not only doing it, but they're defending it. I I, I think of like in my own past, I was a pastor of a church for a while, and man, the people who love 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 <laughs> church stuff it's hard because they're like, okay, I, I, they don't even want to go. This is how we do it. That's fine. You can do it however you want to. You would not, I know I, I, I could presume you're not going to show up and tell the photographers what they should be doing. You're just saying, here's the way I see it. Yeah. And they'll go, that's wrong. Yeah. Cause that's not the way the establishment's all. Yeah. Um, maybe, um, to me, right. I come from photojournalism. I shoot with real photographers who right. care what their pictures look like at the end, right? Right. And it's not, uh, oh, I, sh I shot from the fence uh, on right. a bull ride right. where the bull barely even came out of the shoot. And what, do we, what are we even looking at right. here? Right, right. What story are we telling? Yeah, so uh, I, I think the default for somebody who's trying to create things is to always be doing something different because if you're For just sure. making more copies of the same thing that right. you've already done, right. at that point in time, like, I don't know, let's say you uh, made a painting and then they ended up making like a bunch of prints of it or something yeah, like that. Right. Okay, fine. That's how you make your money. That's awesome. But you're not going to spend the rest of your career making other versions of the same exact painting. You're right. going to explore the frontiers. Sure. And that's, you know, that's really like wrapping it back to like how I was received or whatever the other photographers didn't like it because even if the pictures weren't right, they could tell that they were better. I was using better gear. I was shooting closer than they were. I was using the light where they were just standing in the place that you stand, all that kind of stuff. Well, right? and you look at your following on social media compared to literally, and I, I mean, I'm not thinking of anybody individual. I can't think of one rodeo photographer that's got the kind of following that you got, what seemed like almost to me instantly, I'm sure it didn't feel like you, but. <laughs> it was not instant. Uh, it, it took a little while. It, there were a couple bumps, you know, where people mentioned me or whatever. But the funny thing is, is that uh, I would be talking to rodeos. I would like to come shoot your rodeo or something. Oh, no, 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 we have a photographer. And I would go look the photographer. And even getting away from what, you know, whatever, how good they were right. or anything like that, Oh, that person has uh, 400 followers on Instagram. 
you understand that you could be doing a lot of other things to get the word out about your rodeo right. and that it is a big deal when I come to a rodeo. Oh, I, you know, I get messages from the contestants, you know, just today when I posted pictures from Slack this morning, I got pictures from people who are in the rodeo tomorrow. Oh, are you staying for the whole yeah. rodeo? Right? Well, I remember like we had our list of rodeos. We're like, oh, I think Cohen's at that one. Like it became a feature of that rodeo. And, and uh, to your credit, you knowing that you did a good job of promoting the rodeo as much as the contestants. That's yeah. I mean, that, that's the funny thing because that was supposed to be where, you know, the relationships were right. You, we know that you have to drive 12 hours to get to X rodeo or whatever. We're going to take care of you, you know, when we get here, but then there's other rodeos who are like, yeah, we'll just take whatever photographers want to come here for free and shoot. And, uh, you know, I would look at, uh, a rodeo like, uh, whatever they used my picture for the cover of the program or it was on all the billboards in town or something. And then I go, yeah, I'd like to shoot this rodeo. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. No problem. But also there's eight other photographers here and it's like, well, did they give you the picture for the billboard right, in the front right. of the program? Yeah. You're voting with your own marketing. I, I just, yeah, that's the thing that I don't understand is that all of this, like nobody's in rodeo to get rich, right? We all know that, right? That's the, Cod told me that like the first time I met him, he right. was like, oh, your pictures are really nice, but, you know, stick with shooting, right. you know, mainstream right. sports because there's no money in, a, in this. in a sense, is a kind thing to try to warn you. 100%. Right? You I mean, know, we didn't say that I'll never ugly. forget it. Never forget it. But the thing is that uh, you hear people, oh, uh, I'm sponsored by so-and-so. Uh, when you have a choice, go buy this or whatever. And then it ends up being like, why doesn't that wrap around to photographers and whoever else that's involved in all this kind of stuff when you just have, um, oh yeah, well, you know, we're sponsored by this beer brand or something like that. Make sure you go drink this beer brand. And it's like, okay, but there's other people who are contributing to this rodeo. It wouldn't cost you anything right. to, you know, to have somebody in and, you know, oh yeah, Matt's coming. We're not going to have, you know, eight other photographers here because sure. it's stupid and they're just going to be in his way or, right. you know, we don't need eight stuff. other copies of the same photo. But then, you know, there's some rodeos who would, you know, play it exactly how I would ask for, you yeah. know, and, and like be, uh, who's the, who's the best relationship rodeo committee that you had? St. Paul, St. Paul, Oregon. Heck, is, yeah. It will and always will be just the people up there and the, it's weird this time of year it's going on right now it, yeah I just saw videos it, this it morning. bites it bites yeah. a little bit uh not being up there I'm, I'm glad that i get to shoot this fourth because st paul's a special rodeo right yeah. you hear people talk about oh uh i love cheyenne and all this other stuff okay the, you know that's whatever but they should be talking about st paul in the same breath that they're talking about all yeah. these other rodeos yeah it's, it's, it's that own, special. it creates yeah. its own gravity yeah. up there how far, oh, so, sorry, I want to get back to the story yeah. of Bobby Mo. You go shoot Bobby and a couple other guys. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was, you know, we're on John's ranch for, you know, three or four hours. I'm hanging out, you know, not interviewing Bobby, but like at that point in time, I was like a sponge. Like I wanted to know everything. For sure. You know, and he was very, he was patient, you know, and explained all that stuff. Um, we got into uh, Don Kish's van and we drove around and looked at all the bulls that were getting ready to go to the NFR or whatever. So that was like, um, I, That's a pretty I, insider experience. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is that, like, there wasn't another one very quickly after that. You know, like, it took a little while. Um, I remember there were, like, I remember certain, like, even, like, down to conversations that I had where, um, you know, I would be, I remember a rodeo where I was behind the bucking shoots taking pictures and, 
um, you know, uh, I don't know why we're staying in the same van, but uh, Ryan Gray and Jason Havens were getting ready. And I was shooting them, and they were, um, you know, like, who's this dude? <laughs> you know, like I was wearing tennis shoes or something like that at the time. And then uh, somebody from the rodeo came over and was, like, introducing me. And, oh, they knew the name, but they didn't know who yeah, I was or whatever. And, you know, I ended up having, like, an hour-long conversation with those guys behind the shoot. So it was, like, a real gradual kind of thing where I would, you know, like, find people that I could connect with. Yeah. Right? There's, let me tell you something. I'm as far from a rodeo person as you can possibly get. I'm from the city. Which is why, to me... It was so important. It was so important because to see it from a different perspective, yeah. right? Do not show me what you grew up seeing. Like, let's see. I mean, from a traditional sure. radio family, like, yeah. let's see what the outside world looks for. When it looks, what does it see? And, I mean, your photography to me was like, this is what we see. And we go, wow, that's yeah. better than what we and, saw. And that came, you know, my knowledge of rodeo just 100% came through conversations that I had with people and it wouldn't even like I wasn't asking them questions to find a certain piece of information. It was just like, um, yeah, tell me about uh, where you were before this and how you got here and, you know, where you're going next or something yeah. like that. And I would hear like all kinds of crazy stories about yeah. hitchhiking and, you know, people you traveling the with their dogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I tried to use every bit of yeah. that back into the pictures, right, to try to use that knowledge of like, oh, you know, this is his favorite horse or um, this is a horse that's, you know, or this is a bull that's bucked him off a million times before yeah. or stuff like that. So. Well, and that's, we talked to the break. That's, that's exactly, it's so hard to find the Venn diagram of somebody who understands the, the culture, but who understands the craft. You can get people to understand the craft or you can have people understand the culture. And when you find somebody that's both, it's a, it's a rare thing, especially in the Western industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's not welcoming to outsiders. They don't give people the chance. Never has to, been. It's to never been our thing, right? I you had can't somebody, see it from the road. I had somebody on Instagram yesterday ask me, how do you break into rodeo? And what <laughs> I said was, go back in time, be born into a rodeo family, right? Right. If not, you're going to have to make a whole lot of friends. That's not something to be proud of, and we kind of always have been told that it is. There are weird things in rodeo that people are proud of. I was trying to explain this earlier today. You'll have one guy at every rodeo who's like, oh, yeah, that's just Stan. You know, you got to stay away from him. Right. He's prickly, right. You know, did you ever try to get Stan not to be like that to the photographer that you flew in right. to, you know, to go right. shoot a rodeo? Right. I'm not talking about Taylor, obviously. No, no, I'm no, talking sure. about, you know, like all these places that I go. I took students to a rodeo and the tractor driver was yelling at us one time. Yeah, and it's right. like, what do you think we're doing here, man? Right. You we're think helping we just you stumbled in off the street? Yeah. I don't need to get yelled at, you know? So what? <laughs> What was the first introduction from the rodeo world to the Matt Cohen who's got a spine? Does this make does that question make sense? Because I think yeah. we're all well, well aware of it now. When do you remember the first time? Well, no, 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 no. Before you answer, hold on. No, no, no. I take that back. First, what was the what was the inspiration for the under the brim? Because now it's like a thing that people do. Oh, but that yeah. was yours. That was a Matt Cohen yeah. thing that you created. Was under the brim. And Other now, people shouldn't be doing that. Uh, a they, they just shouldn't be doing that. Amen. It, it's not. It's not an homage to me or anything like that. That's that's like uh, I'm not trying to like claim ownership of a calf horse sliding through the dirt or something like that. I'm talking about you know there was one person that figured out what lens to use, how close to be, what settings to be, what the background was supposed to look like, and 
Yeah, I, I don't like it when other people do that. That's like the the one thing I've gotten over everything else. People copy me relentlessly. Well, yeah. there, there are pictures. I'll post a picture and I'll see, you know, the next Monday after people had a chance to go out over the weekend and they're trying all this yeah. stuff. Whatever. I've made my peace sure. with that. I don't worry Flattery. about that stuff anymore. Under the brim is under the brim. If you're doing that, Dude, you're doing something wrong. I, and, <laughs> and for people that wouldn't know that was you that started it and that have only seen it since, yeah. I think people wouldn't understand that all of a sudden that became like a thing yeah. quick. Yeah. And and, and now <laughs> it's kind of cooled off because people, like you said, they've replicated it and it's kind of lost its, its Yeah, there's there's not quite as much a punch anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a good story. Uh, it, it was at uh, Clovis. And I was behind the... Um, I was behind the bucking chutes and somebody was taping up their arm. Josie Young was yep. taping up his arm and uh, Stephen Peebles stuck his head, you know, joking yeah, around right. or whatever, yeah, but yeah. like specifically to mess up the picture with right. his face, you know, right yeah. in there. And it was out of focus and it wasn't set up right because I was set up for shooting sure, something, right. you know, over there. But I looked at the back of the camera and I was like, no way. Oh, man, that's it. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. the brim of the hat filling up the whole frame and like the face being like comically distorted yeah, and right. all that kind of stuff. But you could it, it's like a little bit like a, you know, you go to the carnival and you get a caricature drawn yeah, of yourself right, or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, so... Uh, you know, Peebles is laughing because he messed up my picture. Josie's pissed because I didn't yeah. get a picture of him yeah. taping he up or whatever. And I was like, all right, you hold on. And Peebles, you know, we're going to do this right. And so yeah. I, made a, I made a copy of it. And uh, the next week. Did you know, did you know instantly that you're instantly, yeah. in, it, even when I saw the blurry, dark version, that was right. the accident version. I knew I knew right away, like just the proportions, how it filled up the frame, how it like just delivered that person's personality yeah. right yeah. to you, you know? Well, that's the kind of stuff um, people would put on their walls at home, yeah. right? Like this yeah. was during my time rodeo because that season's really short-lived and people may not realize that, yeah. that they get it to capture a moment of when it was, when they were there, when they were in it. Yep. So yep. back to my... Oh, no, so let me finish the under the brim story okay. because, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, three weeks after that, we're at Reading and... Josie's behind the scenes and he had seen when I posted the picture of Steven just I mean I don't even know it blew yeah, up on right. Facebook and Josie walked over and he was like uh so let me get this straight you're trying to take a picture of me you don't take a picture of me you take a picture of Peebles it blows up he gets where's, all the where's the love Matt where's the love here I, and I was still. like all right so Josie was the second one that you I did bet. I wasn't at that point in time I wasn't even planning on having it be a series certainly yeah, not like right. where it is now right. it was just it cool was picture. just like oh yeah this is cool maybe I'll keep it in the back pocket if I have an yeah. assignment that I need something like that or whatever um but then uh you know, I posted Josie's and all of a sudden people just assumed that I was going to mow through the yeah, whole PRCA right, making right, ones right, right. of everybody. You got everybody like walking um, up to you, like so, hinting at you. Yeah. There, I had to start getting to rodeos earlier, <laughs> you know, and, and being behind the shoots because yeah. so many people wanted them. Yeah. Right. Um, and there are, I don't know, probably eight or 900 of them, you know, so far. Really? And I, I was going to do a book, but you know, quite honestly, you can't do a whole book of white dudes wearing cowboy hats. No, there, no, there has to be a little bit more diversity. Well, and so that's, to me, that's one of the things about when you walk into a room, when anybody walks into a room, they can see everything there. It's one of the joys of being human is you get to take in the picture with your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. The one thing you don't get to see is yourself. So that photography from a psychological standpoint, that photography is like letting that person experience themselves as part of the picture. Yeah, like they get to sure. experience themselves as part of the story. And I could, I could definitely understand why people are like, well then what's my face look like there? Right. Like yep. all, now everybody wants it. Yep. 
Okay. Do you remember the first time? Because we now know that Matt will stand up for himself, maybe to his own detriment even. Uh, when Do you remember a time where people were like, oh, wait a minute, this guy is not just going to yeah, take it laying down? I, I rem- I rem- it was, uh, yeah, it, this was even before I started shooting rodeo regularly, which, you know, again, I take responsibility for, no question. Um, so we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, I go places and I see the same photographers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for example, uh, this all happened at Red Bluff. There's four old guys that shoot Red Bluff. Give me the year. demographic real quick so people understand. <laughs> when you're in a rodeo and you look out in the arena and somebody's holding a camera, on average, they are what? Uh, well, I know that one of those dudes was 90, you know, like 90. 90. Years, you're yeah. kidding me. That's a liability. Yeah. Um, yeah but, That's not you even know, safe. The, none of the rest of them are, are uh, any younger than 60, you know. Jeez. So we're talking about like yeah. 60, 70, 80. Can we, say couple- that, can we say established? Is that the right word? They're very established? They are, you know, yeah, people whose names you'd know, people who won awards, right. all that kind of stuff, right? So I, uh, you know, when I, go to, when I go to shoot, you're not going to see me in the same place twice. I'm, right. You know, I'm right. constantly rolling. Like my clothes from Slack this morning are filthy just from rolling around in the dirt, right. you know. These guys sit on camp stools, and they were lined up at the second barrel for abreast. Right next to each other. To fit yeah. all in the same picture, yeah. you know? So I made this picture because, you know, people in rodeo think that it's normal or something like that. It's all we've like, seen. Matt, when I, you got to understand, like, we were going to junior rodeos when that was normal, <laughs> know, right? Like, this has been our whole lives. Nobody recognizes it as weird until you say it, and then yeah. you can't unsee it. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I showed that to a couple of photographers, like, actual photographer friends, yeah. and they were like, they know that they can just make unlimited copies of the pictures that the one guy takes. The other three could be right, somewhere else. Right. They could literally take the day off and just make copies. Ridiculous. So uh, I posted that on Facebook, and uh, that caused a whole thing because it, though I, I have no respect for these guys. I, I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend. You know, like I just have no respect for them. And uh, but there were like all these people who were like, "Oh, you can't do this. This is so and so. Right, this is right. you're you know, questioning these, our forefathers." Yeah, these guys have been doing it since I was in you yeah, know junior part of the Rodeo Constitution. Or yeah, and I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, but this isn't okay." Yeah, I didn't you, grow you up with this. I don't have to like it. Yeah, no, you you can't sit there. You can't right. you can't have four guys sitting next to each other making the same picture and then trying to go sell them or even give them to the rodeo right. because then it's four right. times as many pictures as the rodeo needs to see. So, right. yeah, like I do. So you I, did the photographers comment on it? No, but they were mad. Like, I guess people showed them or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this is really funny. I was, it was right before, I made the picture in 2011, I guess. And it was right before the 2012 Red Bluff Rodeo that I posted. It just, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I'm going up here. You know, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll see these guys. See you at the side of barrel. These, these guys are going to be in the exact same place. And, uh, the guy who was running the rodeo at the time was like, why are you embarrassing us? Or right. well, it didn't say right. anything about the rodeo or whatever. And uh, this was like another sliding doors kind of moment because I was supposed to have met Carl Stressman at Red Bluff that year. Like the guy who was running yep. Red Bluff was introducing me to him and like, you know, so that we yep. could like have a talk or whatever. And uh, he was so mad about me posting that picture that he he didn't tell me about it. 
he just canceled the meeting. He's just gatekeeping. He's like, <laughs> yeah. no, you can't sit at the cool yeah. table. Yeah. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. I would, I would take it yelling at, you know, like I right. could learn a right. little bit about what's cool and what's yeah. not cool or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, but you just like canceled a meeting that was like fairly important for my career. And it's like, right. is this what the rules are here? Um, yeah. At that, that was, point, at that point, did that kind of stiffen your resolve to go, you know what? I'm not wrong. Or was it, I, I need to not do that again. I was still trying to get my card back then, you know? I wasn't. Who's the one? Who's the one that signs that? Like, do do you feel comfortable? Oh yeah. Like, is there one person? No. So you need to. They may have changed this fairly recently or whatever. Twenty seven followers on Instagram. (laughs) It has nothing to do with pictures (laughs) at all. Um, You have to find a former photographer of the year, or and somebody who's had their card for 10, uh, another photographer who's had their card for oh, 10 years. Oh, jeez. Talk about so you, gatekeeping. You yeah, got to get guys who are willing. Right. To, that's why when you said gatekeeping no a minute ago, way. I was like, yeah, that's not even gatekeeping compared to how it really is. Holy cow. So, you need yeah, to get your competitors to The reason, off. like, I didn't get my card until I've been shooting rodeo for seven years, you know? Like, You're like, dude, I promise I will not take the same picture as you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. I, ha- I got... Um, somebody that was retired on their gold card from being a photographer who didn't care one way or the other. Who and was I it? found somebody uh, on the East Coast to, to sign, you know, because she was never going to be at the same rodeo sure. that I was at or whatever. And Could people you just were feel the because rage? It, because like, who yeah, gave him that? That's exactly right. They were mad at the people that signed yeah, for me. Right. And, you know, those people got shit. And I'm sitting here going, you guys realize there's 600 rodeos or something like that? And you're right. really that mad that I'm getting my card? So anyway, I was less controversial back then because I was still trying to get along and yeah, get my card. not ruffle too many feathers. They changed the rules twice to keep me from getting my card. What it rule, used what to rule be did they change? The, the who signs for it. So that's, that's the gatekeeping part. Okay. In the beginning, when I first... Shouldn't that be a rodeo committee's position? It like, should be nobody. There shouldn't even be PRCA card that's right. photographers. No, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It should be It should be a meritocracy, and it right. isn't. But um, if, no, if I, somebody has to have quality control, because... They here, have somebody at have the PRCA. Seen, I, I know her personally, so I'm not trying to yeah. make fun of her, but maybe you've seen this video of the gal... That holding her camera, getting run over during the bull, uh, the the. I've heard of it. I, I, yeah, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's not about her personally. Yeah. I know her, but she knows. She's been around rodeo. Yeah, take her as an example. Can you imagine if there wasn't some sort of standard? I understand their point of there needs to be a standard for liability. Sake. Okay, fine, fine. What would the standard be? Well, but there, the, the funny thing is, is, there's not really even a standard, right? There is a arena evaluation, right? I can tell you, my arena evaluation was. <laughs> not serious. Right. Right. Um, Who did yours? Uh, Reno Rosser did mine. Sure. Right. So not, not right. exactly somebody that was uh, uh, impartial in, in that situation. Um, but, you know, uh, it used to be when I first started trying to get my card, like when I first shot Red Bluff, people were going gaga. That was like the first outdoor rodeo that, that I might shot. Have been, that might have been the picture I saw the first time I I think I the saw one it. you're talking about is Clovis, though. Oh, okay. But right. anyway... Um, the uh at red bluff people were like looking over my shoulder as i'm looking through it you know i'm shooting like the barebacks and yep, the right. bulls from behind the shoots and so all the media people are back there and they're like you know what's he doing and they right. were like show us you know like I, I don't know if they even like maybe they thought i wasn't doing it right or right. i was you know whatever and they were like just show us what you're doing we can't even believe like all those other guys are out there and i showed them so those people were all like Instantly. on my team yeah. you know right, right away um and, but it still took me so long to get, you know, to the, you know, to the shooting all the time. Um, 
I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought again. So, so it starts down the road. You've got because nobody wants to be communityless, right? Nobody wants to be the Lone Ranger. You want to have at least your crowd of people that cheer when you win, right? Uh, and and even the most isolated of people, they they want to feel like that they belong somewhere. Um, when you look at the rodeo photography crowd, instantly you go in and it is. I am sure by now you've heard me talk about unbeatable feeds. It's a beet pulp pellet produced by a company that produces 70% of the beet pulp sugar in the U.S. The byproduct is the feed that we're feeding to our horses and cattle. The benefits are unreal. But you can check them out at unbeatablefeeds.com. They're, get, they're available at Tractor Supply. You can get them at Tractor Supply. If you go into Tractor Supply and they don't have it, they can order it. They can put you on a waiting list and have it shipped to them. Um, but the, the, to me, the most remarkable part of this company for all the benefits that we're seeing in our animals are the people standing behind it. Brian Edwardson and his team, Jason Stewart, the people that they've got standing behind this company are stand-up people. Brian is absolutely a game changer in our industry. He used to study commodities for big agricultural companies, and he's bringing all of that to the Western industry. We are all better for having him on our side. So uh, check him out, unbeatablefeeds.com. We live in one of the hottest real estate markets in the Western industry here in Wickenburg. It can be confusing. I know the people from out of town go, okay, where does everything happen? What's in the middle of things? What's the dark side of the moon? Let me tell you, Erin Freeman, she's not only a friend, she is an absolute professional in the real estate industry. You can find her at Erin Freeman Properties on Facebook. You can check her out at erinfreeman.realtor on Instagram and TikTok. Here's what I like about Erin. She is from a team roping family. She understands that when you call and say you're looking for arena, you don't mean a riding pin. When you say I'm looking for something with stalls, it doesn't mean four panels chained together. She understands the industry, but she also understands the, the, the lifestyle. One of the things I'll say about Erin, that, like I said, not only is she great, I don't know if she'd want me saying this, she also kind of keeps her finger on the rental industry too. So if you're looking for a rental, maybe not officially, but I can tell you she knows where it's at. She's also brutally honest. She will tell you exactly what's happening in the industry. If you're too high, if you're too low, if what you're looking for is achievable, if she has in her inventory what you're looking for, you will get an honest assessment from somebody who not only understands what you're looking for, but where to find it. Check her out, Aaron Freeman. You guys, times are changing. We have got technology available to you. When you get to Arizona, you can find your roping. You can find the date, you can find the location, you can even search the website by what jackpot number team roping you're looking for. Ropingcalendar.com. It is a subscription base. You go, oh, well, so is the magazine, dude. Like you can buy a magazine or you can buy the website. So it's not like there's a free option anymore. Ropingcalendar.com, the difference being you can look for only what you want to find instead of looking through all the other ads that you didn't want to find. So if you think about it, if your time's worth anything, we're paying you back. So check it out, ropingcalendar.com. Look at the rodeo photography crowd. Instantly you go in and it is you and you alone, yeah. right? Um, did, you, did you at any point feel like that you had a crowd of people that were like, you're our guy? They were never the photographers, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I had, um, yeah, there were certain rodeos that I went to where, you know, like I said, they treated me fairly well and they were had enough vision to be able to use the pictures in cool ways. Um, places like, I, for me, I don't want to hear no, you know, like that's not my favorite word at right, all. Right. Um, and 
I've been doing this for, I don't know, 17, rodeo for 17 years. Yeah. I know all the things that there are to right. know about, right. you know, safety and, sure. you know, at least or whatever. I'm not out there roping a calf or whatever, but I know where I can be and where right. I can't be. I right. know where. The intuitive I, things you pick yeah. up over time. So when I go somewhere and I say, can I do this? And all I hear is, oh yeah, please, we'll move things around for you. You, you know, do you need all this? Like, that's what I'm looking for. There's all kinds of places and it's like. Who's uh, the worst rodeo that you, that you dealt with in the PRCA that were like, no sit there with the rest of them uh calgary really yeah really yeah that surprised me you'd think that something that does that massive would be a little more progressive they uh, so you I, think I, anything in canada would be progressive yeah it was uh calgary was very you go here you can't go like i couldn't even shoot behind the shoots no way. when i was at calgary and uh the, you know they have a nice spot for photographers or whatever but yeah i you want me to shoot 10 days from the yeah. same exact spot yeah it's not Jeez. not gonna happen so yeah i uh, i never went back to calgary because of that and they only just recently have a credible photographer because the one that they had uh before was just uh you know and if you ask people they'll say oh that dude's a legend or whatever he's been photographer of the year and it's like you show me one picture you, that looks different than any other picture that this guy makes. Do you ever watch the rodeo, the Canadian rodeos on TV ever? Ever the broadcast? I so nobody be, nobody believes this for some reason. I've never watched a rodeo other than the NFR, and yeah. only when people that I knew so, really well were going. So I don't. I just media, don't watch rodeo. Yeah, I, I believe that the media for Canadian rodeos is like a head scratcher to me because who they get as announcers, they're not. I mean, they're good guys, like, yeah. but they're they're basically it's like giving color commentary. They're like, now he ropes, now he's getting off, now he's running the calf, now he's flanking him, now he's tying. And like every Canadian rodeo that I see, it's amazing. I don't That's know what their weird. standard is, and so yeah. it, not not saying good or bad. Yeah. It's not maybe necessarily my thing, but yeah. it would I guess it would make sense that their photography is no, we do it very well. By no, the no, book. no. I, I'm just saying specific to Calgary. Yeah. I'm not I'm not talking yeah. about Canada. There are good photographers up there, and they actually. Two of them, uh, I'll say their names, Kobe Moore and Emily Gathke are the ones that shoot Calgary now, and their pictures are great. Like, I have no problem with, you know, uh, with their pictures at all. But, you know, it was 25 years or whatever before who, uh, you know, just the same. You Point couldn't two. tell one year from the other year, yeah. right? What, for people that don't know, we're going to skip way ahead. You are now currently sitting on a $55,000 $255,000 fine and a 55-year suspension from the PRCA. Yeah. So, so he's sitting here going, I haven't seen any pictures of the pro rodeos lately. <laughs> yeah, this, I haven't. ladies and gentlemen, is what we're getting to now. <laughs> yeah. I, the last pro rodeo that I shot was the California Circuit Finals in 2020 with nobody in the stands because of COVID. And it's been all uh, amateurs in schools since then. So. so where did that descent is that the right word? Where did that yeah, begin? Sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have a I have students who are PRCA photographers. Yeah, sure. Um, in 2020, I had a couple people who were out on their permits that year, and I had one of them show up to a rodeo where one of these old guys got together with one of their rodeo secretaries and just basically said, "You're not allowed to shoot. We see that you have your permit here, but." It was a hazing, you know, kind of situation or whatever. And uh, I had how been having... Old, how old was this guy, roughly, uh, this photographer? Oh, yeah, 70, 67, 70 years old. Really like paving that. the way for the next generation. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just like... And, and he doesn't even... Like, he's not even trying to be a good guy. He's right. like, this is mine. All these rodeos right. are mine. Right. Stay away. Don't, don't right. come shoot Competition them. is not going to help me. Yeah. Um, so 
I had been, George Taylor was fairly new as the CEO at the time. I had a reasonably good relationship with him. At least he would let me talk, you know, yeah, which is more than right. Carl would do. Um, I could call him up on the phone and say, here, this is messed Carl's up. Carl's like, I'm he, not talking to you. You didn't even show up to our meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, um, I called George after I, you know, I heard about that and I was like, you know, this guy, the, the one that was at that rodeo, he can take it. He's, you know, he's a, you know, he's a adult man. Or Do whatever. you feel comfortable saying his name? I'm not no. going to, I'm not no. going to say his name. Fair. Um, but, but other, uh, I have women out, you know, on their, on their permits yeah, right. right now. A lot I'm not more gonna, women photographers, it seems like in the yeah, last little bit. Yeah. And, and I've helped many of them. <laughs> you can see, I, yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but you can see Matt Cohen in people's photos. Oh yeah. You can, all, you yeah. can almost look and tell if they spend time with you. Right. And, and the funny thing is, is that some people would label that a controversial statement. To me, it's like, is water wet? Yeah. You know? right. Um, but anyway, so, uh, I called George and I said, uh, you know, first of all, the rodeo secretary has to know the rules and can't be conspiring with another photographer to keep another photographer out. Right. Second of all, you know, man, come on. This guy just got his permit. He is excited about going to shoot this rodeo right. and you have someone hazing him. Yeah. Who wins? Who, yeah. who wins? I, I was like, thing. what are we doing? What are we going to do to that photographer? And what are we doing to that rodeo secretary? As far as I'm concerned, the rodeo secretary's only job is knowing the rules. Right. Right. If you have somebody who's the rodeo secretary who's getting paid to do all this kind of stuff, and they are in league with the photographer to keep another photographer who has the permit in his hand, what are we even talking yeah, about? Why are we colluding against the and newcomers? For the first time uh, in you know my relationship with him, he was like, why are you even talking to me about this? And I was like, because you're the one I talk to. I don't right. have any trust right. with all the other people that are there. You're the boss. We've talked about smaller things than this, and this yeah. is actually important. And he did absolutely nothing yeah. about it. And this is offensive to me because I trained this photographer. I sent him out on the road. I signed for his permit. Right. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And this is not acceptable to me. And... There are, uh, I, I just kept thinking about, I have 22-year-old women out there on their permits right, or whatever. Right. And who knows what these guys are going to do when they're involved, right? right? Sure. And, and they wouldn't have had the wherewithal that this other guy had to be able to say, yeah, I'm not listening to this. I'm going to go shoot anyway or, you know, whatever, which he eventually ended up doing. And I didn't let it go, you know, and because he wasn't engaging with me privately, which we right, had a line right. of communication open. Which you had the chance to first. Yeah. You know, I always give people a chance. Like people want to talk about, uh, that I'm a loose cannon or whatever. If you don't think that I've exhausted every option before I take right. it public, you are mistaken. Well, but that's the difference, Matt, right. is that there's a lot of people that will exhaust it privately and then that's it. They get yeah. Out. And what you're saying is, no, I'll do that first. However, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I, I can't, authorize that tactic no I, I can't let people think that they can just ignore what's happening right, right? um so yeah I, I made a couple posts about how hard i was working training these people you know right. uh, and how seriously i make them take it like right. i don't let people jerk around when, right. when i'm you know teaching them or whatever right. they have to be sure. present and and you know right there and 
I take all this kind of stuff seriously. And this guy was basically saying, this cannon will happen again because what's the guy who it worked for going to tell all his other buddies? Yeah, hey, if you're guess what? Secretary. If you want to get Matt pissed off or whatever, just keep his right. photographers right. out of there or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I gave him a couple chances to, you know, like have a call and let's figure out, let's, let's ask the rodeo secretary what she thought she was doing there, you know? And he wouldn't do anything about it. And I said, this goes beyond photography. Now, did he, you know? did he give in that moment, did he give you any sort of explanation as to why? You know, he that told me um, that it was being dealt with at the photography coordinator level or something like that, which means nothing is going to happen. It's right. just, do so they have a director? Is there like a yeah, photography, director? photography coordinator? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but she doesn't have any power to do anything or whatever. Right, there's she, no can send a, she can send a letter, basically a general letter saying, uh, come on guys, be cool. Yeah. But that's it, you know? So yeah, I, um, you know, did you, I, I want to go back before and I don't know the story. I just, yeah. I had heard something and, and so maybe help me. Did something happen where you weren't allowed to shoot at the NFR? You were there and then, yeah. Um, what year was that? That was, uh, I think 18. Um, I was, I didn't participate in the NFR photographer selection process. Cause it's, again, more gatekeeping, right? right? And they can just right. say, we're going to have this person and this person. And they are, for the most part, just absolute trash photographers. There's right. no redeeming qualities coming out of the NFL. At the one event, go, you go, need right. the best. And, and if you don't believe me, go look at my Instagram and then go look at any NFR picture made in the last 10 years. We're not having this conversation, right? right? The, the conversation that the I want to have... The pictures at the NFR, I would say, look in photos the way that it looks in real life. You're basically just stopping time for a second. That, you're capturing, you know, and, and that's, I don't even let my students use the word capture, you know, like as far as pictures, because that's not what we're doing. Right. We're making pictures. We're not just sitting back and capturing. That's not. So anyway, um, so George was still the CEO. And um, I said, he, he was trying to get me to, to go through that process. And I was like, this is embarrassing for right. me. Right. Here are my pictures. What are we talking about? Right. Why can't I get, you know, anybody to, you know, to, right. to select me for this? And, and he was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it is getting uh, kind of ridiculous or whatever, but um, we'll just hire you on a special assignment for the PRCA. So you're not part of the team. You don't have to coordinate. You can go shoot, you know, whatever you want. I Which said, in that moment seems like a forward thinking position. That seems. Absolutely. So, you know, but it's rodeo. <laughs> So, uh, so I said, you know, th this is like, I want all access. I know that building I've shot there before. I know where to go and where not to go. I don't, I'm not trying to get into it with Sean Davis about where right. I could go shoot. Right. Make sure he was clear. Like, he was like, you know, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. So it falls to Steve Rampolos. If you don't know who Steve Rampolos is, uh, by name only. Yeah. He's the chief marketing officer. And so all of the media is right. under him. Right. And I'm not going to say what I think of this guy personally or whatever, because I'm not trying to get sued or whatever, but, um, not the, not the guy you want in the PRCA, uh, not the guy you want dealing with money, not the guy you want dealing with media, any of right. this kind of stuff. So George delegated all of this, oh, uh, NFR stuff to this guy and instant vendetta. all of a sudden my all access goes, you need to be at a meeting with Sean Davis, uh, you know, before the NFR starts to talk about your access. So did you, when you read that, did you instantly go, uh Oh, I, it was just like, I knew that there was, you know, I knew yeah. that there was going to be something, you know? So we go into this meeting and him and, uh, Sean Davis, who again, not one of my favorite people, uh, 
and Boyd Paul Hamas, again, not one of my favorite people, who was like Sean's assistant getting ready to take over. And they're sitting, uh, there's this gigantic U-shaped table. I was literally no 25 way. feet away from them. They were, you know, in the middle. Like a and scene I was out of a movie. Sitting on a, yeah, on oh, trial. absolutely. I was sitting on a metal folding chair in the middle of this room, and they're 25 feet away from me talking to me about As the Supreme Court what my job is. This is my job, you know what I'm saying? And they're, this is the interrogation, right, right. you know, that they've set up. As they won't take action for their established photographers. So you're getting it as they will not, as they sit by, will not address the problems that are going on that have been yeah. there forever, and yeah. yet they'll take the time when it comes to you. Absolutely. So I, that was one of the most demeaning uh, situations that I've ever been in in my whole life. I was digging my fingernails into my uh, palm. I was so mad about it. What and was Boyd in that? What was Boyd's position? Uh, to, to be a yes man for Sean, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen, actually. He had no opinion. He didn't want to step out and like offend Sean well, he's, or anything. He's be, being prepped, taking yeah. over, so he's not yeah. trying to mess his thing. So, up. so he, you know, Sean's like, uh, you know, uh, we don't like your attitude. And I was like, yo, I'm not here to socialize sure. with right. you or whatever. I'm here to right. shoot the rodeo. Right. We shouldn't even be in the same room together. You know, first of all, and second of all, why are we even having this conversation? Right. right. And uh, it devolved from there. So I leave the meeting, right? Uh, Rempelos is with me in the meeting, right? And we get out of the meeting and I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. You knew what we were yeah. walking into. Yeah, and you didn't tell me, right? Well, we're going to have to make the best of it. I was like, you make the best of it. So a little while later, I got a text saying, uh, here are the, they made, oh, they made me submit this list of uh, positions Locations and, and, and where stuff. I wanted to be. And I was like, what is this for? You need to yeah. know where everybody, when, when somebody in the stands goes for a beer, you need to know that also. Come right. on, man. Right. So were uh, you in your mind, all access, were you wanting to be on the arena floor or no, was there no, no, better that, positions? No, no, I knew I, they already had their, you know, that was the team. Yeah. Right. So I knew that that wasn't going to be it, but the, that's the whole reason why I had all access is that I wasn't trying to, you know, like so, get in. So it wasn't door. like you were going to go somewhere that would disrupt no. the performance. No. <laughs> they want to know where you are, no. even if you're not in yeah. the middle of. So they, so they made me submit this list and they didn't even give me the list. It came back with edits and it was like, uh, so I had like, I want to be here for saddle bronc and bareback. And they were like, you can be there for one of those. And I'm sitting here going, if it's safe and not in the way for one, then it's safe and not in the way for the other one. This is you know, well, just you making can't, this up. You can't claim ignorance or that they just don't care when they obviously care to that degree. Right. This is more intentional. Right. Oh, 100%. So uh, I just, you know, I, I had a credential that would have given me 10 days to shoot there. I had people that were getting ready to take the pictures, and I drove home. No you way. Know, yeah, Before the they, road even started. Yeah, I mean, there are... Did you ever shoot the NFR? Yeah, but not officially. Yeah. Right, yeah, on a media credential for right. clients and whatever, right. but... Uh, yeah, I just drove home and I never regretted it, you know, because I can't compromise on no, stuff like that. Right. You know, it's my name that has to go on the pictures after. Yeah, right. And I don't take gigs where I can't get good pictures. I don't accept conditions where, you know, that are that don't make any sense for what I'm trying to do or whatever. I'm past that. I don't well, have to do in, that anymore. And what you don't want in a perfect world is a system that requires that from artists. Right. Right. Because what you're going to be left with is very rarely an artist. You're going to be left with a corporate. Go look at yes the pictures. Person. There's no yeah. art being yeah. made there. There's yeah. no and art. Because again, made. because if an artist is a visionary, they see it for what it is and what it could be. Yeah. And when you eliminate the option of what could be, 
it's, there's an injustice. Yeah. Now you got somebody actually blocking it. You're saying this is what it could be, and they are keeping that from happening. At an artist level, I've got a brother that's an artist. At an artist level, there is an unfairness or an injustice to that. And what you're asking someone to do is at that point, it really, and I'm not trying to let you off the hook here, but really what you're doing is you're asking somebody to go against their own standards. It's 100% what they're trying to do, and I will not do it. There's plenty of people that do, you know. Yeah. And, and Everyone, I don't blame Really, them. honestly, with a system like that, it's anyone that's left. Right. And, and I don't blame people that, that go along with nonsense like that. Everybody has to make a living or whatever, but I just, uh, I don't know, respect the game a little bit more than, you know, than that. Just like being told, oh, you have to go over there or something. I just. So, sorry. So back yeah. to 2020, yeah. it just starts to go viral online yeah. whenever you're honest. None of your, that I can remember, with one exception, there's, I can't remember where you had conflict with contestants. It was always sort of the power structure. Yeah. And the contestants were the biggest supporters. I thought they were the biggest fans. What I did yeah. find hilarious is that when you would scroll through your posts on Instagram, you could pick which guy you were in a feud with based on what picture of them you posted. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. It's, yeah, also very childish, you know. And That maybe is why it, it's hilarious, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny because I'm, I'm the child in the, in the equation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It was... Uh, the, the people that I got into it with were uh, contestants who also wanted to be politicians and who broke their word. Um, you know, there was so. So e the funny thing is, even after like all this NFR debacle or whatever, I still managed to like kind of salvage my relationship. This was before all yeah, that stuff right, had right, happened. Right. right. So I still had a relationship with the CEO. It was still like, OK, I can, you know, whatever. We'll we'll get by this eventually. You know, I, I don't care about right. shooting the NFL. Felt, felt more like a hiccup. I'd rather shoot St. Paul, you know, 15 times, you For know, sure. every week than, than, well, than shoot the everybody's NFL. got yellow shoots pictures. I mean, yeah. I mean yours, I'm, yeah. I'm sure yours would be different. I'm not saying that. It's just saturated. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so after, um, so that was like, that was the end of me trying to like really work with the, with the PRCA, right? Which is really funny because the next part of the story is how I actually got fined and suspended. <laughs> um, so they were, they basically, when all that stuff happened with the other photographer, they started doing an investigation, and when Tom Glaus says he's going to do an investigation, who's he's just, the investigator? Yeah, what's well, Tom Glaus? Yeah, you know, okay. he's he's the CEO now, which is pretty funny to me, uh, given his capabilities. But um, he did an investigation and came up with like fifty-five things that I had done or whatever, and it was like calling somebody incompetent or. Do you, what was your favorite? What was what was the funniest one that they listed? Because I remember you posted some of them that they had pointed to. I can't even remember. Do you remember right the most now. petty one that they picked up? I mean, they, they were all so petty because they were like, um, the, so the, the best ones were the ones that didn't even mention the PRCA or anybody at all. The, it was like, and they had screenshots of all these things and like quotes in type or whatever. And it said, um, whatever, like the PSN doesn't know the difference between a horse and a bull. And there's a picture there of a bull and it says horse underneath it or whatever. And which not, one could argue is strictly observational. Right. So, uh, but you know that when they want to get rid of you, right. When they really want to get down in the mud, they find you for, uh, you know, it's like conduct unbecoming or embarrassing. Rodeo which is or so open ended. Like yeah. Anything, they could just do anything, could whatever be they want. Right. So at what know, point, at what point did you start to get the sense of like, 
this is about to be the Salem Witch Trials. Well, I knew, I I got, you know, whatever, I have sources or whatever, so I knew that all this was happening, you know, before it happened or whatever. I knew that they were, you know, calling people and, like, emptying out the email, uh, you know, every time I said, uh, you know, why are we running this out-of-focus picture in the PSN? You know, like, when I send an email to an editor of a magazine saying, it's embarrassing us when you're using out-of-focus pictures in right. in the magazine. Right. It's not up to debate whether this picture is in focus or out of focus yeah. or whatever. It's yeah, just, it's not an opinion piece. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a $5,000 fine and a year suspension for every time I did something like that. For every time I posted online about, you know, I would say something like, um, I really wish the people who are in charge of marketing rodeo knew what they were doing. And that's not, there's no names in there. There's no organ. I didn't even say the word PRCA and they're using this as, oh, we're, this is more, uh, wood on the fire of getting well, rid and, of them. And what's the governing board that decides if what they decide is fair or not? It goes from the director of rodeo administration, then you can appeal to the director of rodeo administration, then you can appeal to the CEO, and then you can appeal to, or you can have a grievance uh, with the board. And uh, the funny, you know, I'm gonna break a little news here. Somebody told me, who knows, that the whole point of all of this this, I can't even believe I'm telling this story. The whole point of this was to get me in a room with the CEO so he could yell at me. That's what, that's what the... They were willing to drop yeah, whatever they had to drop yeah, eventually yeah, as long as... Yeah, it was... They looked at this game and they were like, okay, we're going to make it so that he can't pay the fine. You know, like I joked about crowdfunding it or whatever. So we're going to make the fine so high that he can't crowdfund it, right? Then he's going to have to appeal which, which the, leads, the first appeal is going to be denied. Then the second appeal has to be to the CEO. And that's when, you know, oh, yes, you have to come out to Colorado and sit here in my office while I yell about, you know, about all these things. How would you, in your mind, how do you imagine that meeting going? Well, I didn't. I, no, 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 never, no, 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 like, no, no, I, no. But I'm saying, had you followed through and you're sitting there taking a tongue lashing, how do you, how do you picture that going in your head? I, honestly, I, I can't even go there in my imagination because it's, <laughs> It was just never, asinine. it was just never going to happen. It, right. it was I, right. I, like, you can reverse engineer this story and say Matt threw his whole career away because he didn't want to get yelled at. That's, that's a way you could put it, right? I wasn't going to let that incapable person right. read me the riot act and tell me that I was going to be on probation for the rest of my career and all this well, other and, stuff. And you already know it doesn't go away. You no. know, you, you sign up, you dance the dance. Yeah. You're still under the thumb, and it's the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I mean, it's not like they're doing internal um, remodeling or updating to their procedures. So right. you're just, you're always the black sheep, and then, and then what? Who wants to live like that? Right. Yeah, not fun. I, I did it because I'd rather shoot than not shoot, and yeah. I just happened to fall in love with rodeo. Right. right. Um, so the, the funniest thing about this story is that um, while all this stuff was happening, the PRCA took a picture of mine and gave it to Montana Silversmiths to build the 2020 world champion breakaway buckle. This I remember. Yeah. This I remember. Now, I know the people at Montana Silversmith. No, no, they're and they're amazing. Harmless. I want to be, I want to clarify. They're great they people. Did nothing it's a great wrong. culture, great company. Yep. They were mentioned as a an auxiliary function of this story. The story was never not, yeah, never as the never as the wrongdoer. In that story, yeah, ever, no, right, right. yeah. Um, it, However, they were sent a picture that was so very obviously, 
your picture. Yeah. Not only do you see it on the buckle, you also post the picture, yeah. the original. Yeah. There's no, there's no denying. Yeah. It. No. If somebody doesn't yeah. know rodeo. Well, they don't even dispute. They th there's no dispute. That that's the funny thing about this is that nobody at the PRCA is trying to say it's not my picture. What they wanted to do was put me through hell for a whole year. Then when I have the ace, you know, the, oh, hey, you just violated my copyright and we're going to go to court over this. Why don't you just give me my card back and, right. you know, pretend that none of this ever happened? Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay your $255,000 fine in yeah. dropping my lawsuit. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so th this was the, you know, like the, the you know, I, I knew it was happening. Like I knew... I had a, you know, um, I, I knew it was coming. You yeah, know, again, right. I, I have some sources. And uh, so the day after the new year that year, uh, early 2021, I sent an email to the CEO and I said, okay, well, now the situation's different. I'm not, we're not even dealing with this $255,000 stuff because we right. need to deal with this copyright stuff. And, and there it, are copyright laws. Yeah. There are actually laws designed yeah. to protect people and their work. Yep. So that the kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yep. Whether that's the norm in the rodeo world or not is not. They don't Trump. get to choose. It does not yeah. trump. The, you the, don't get to choose what laws you follow, and you can't say, "Oh, we're rodeo and pictures are free" done it. or whatever. Yeah, you can't way, do yeah. that. So, um, you know, I thought, uh, "Oh, hey, uh, I, you know, I talked to some guys on the board that I knew, and I said." Why don't, you know, why doesn't somebody just like have cooler heads here because I'm pissed right. and I'm, you know, they couldn't, this was so set in stone, the fines and the suspension that they had already like been living in that world for however long. Yeah. It's like and you're they, coming back from the dead to ask questions. Yeah. They, they just, they weren't interested. So, um, you know, I had to get a lawyer and the, the, the thing that you learn about this country is that the person who can afford the most lawyers is always going to win every single time. So they had Matt Reeves run down a bunch of my lawyer's time trying to negotiate, you know, again, the dropping of the fines or whatever for dropping of the lawsuit. Up legal battle. He came back to me and he was like, yeah, if they're going to send you some paperwork tomorrow. And if you sign all this paperwork, it was like right before Reading. He was like, you can just drive up to Reading and go shoot. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Great. You know, and uh, it turns out he didn't have either. He didn't have the authority to do it or they screwed him or whatever. And you signed. No, they, nothing oh. ever, nothing oh, ever oh, came. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. They just, the, the table, the offer wasn't on the table anymore. And I said, okay, Matt, uh, you have two choices in this situation. You can go back and say, you're going to honor this deal that you made me carry to right, him. Right. Or you can post publicly about how the PRCA said, take this deal to Matt. And he was like, I can't do that. I was like, you're, you're going to do one of those two things. He's like, bro, I'm not catching a $255,000 fine. Yeah. Um, so that was... Uh, so that there was, was an offer at one point, verbally, there was an offer that said this could all go away based on the, based on the copyright. Absolutely. Yeah, it was in May of uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, so he went back on... Or they went back on their word. He went back on his... whatever, However you want to classify it or whatever. And that is the first time that I ever went after uh, an actual cowboy. Right. right? Right. And uh, when you try to play politics and when you're not good at it and when you're not smart enough to, you know, maneuver around people like other people on the board or whatever, if you can't have a conversation with me because you don't know all the words or whatever, right. maybe you shouldn't be the representative of, you know, uh, a whole bunch of cowboys, right? That doesn't sound really good to me. So um, eventually I just had to let it go. I just could not, 
I mean, I, I went broke paying a lawyer yeah, over right, this, right. right? You know, like there's no way I can lose this situation or whatever, but if you can't pay the lawyer- You gotta be able to stay in the fight. Yeah. Um, and it took there's me, no lawyer. There's no lawyer that would take it on, on a settlement at the end basis? Not anybody that I trusted to, yeah. to, to deal with people who were already trying to screw me. Mm -hmm. To get somebody on a you know, percentage or whatever in that case, I would have just had to take somebody who was gonna fill out a bunch of forms and you know, whatever. It was right. not, you right. know, I, I'm sorry. I, I have principles and uh, sometimes I can't afford them. Well, there, does there come a point where you're fighting to get back into something you don't want to be in? Anyway? That's why I stopped. That, that's exactly why I stopped. Um, so, you know, eventually it was, wait a second. I know people on the board. I know people at big rodeos. I know people who I've gone to their ranch and yeah. shot their family, <clears throat> shot their family. Uh, you know, the rodeos that I shoot for, they pay my travel. I don't right. even get paid right. from these committees and they get to use these pictures on billboards and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there going, you guys know, everybody knows this isn't even like the people that don't like me know that, you yeah. know, when you hear 250, nobody's ever even been fined that much before. No. How can a photographer right. who never you start, you start to realize all the goose stepping that's taking right. place right. that people don't acknowledge. So, you know, I was like, uh, yeah, I could, you know, maybe I could borrow some money. Maybe I could give it to one of the contingency people. But yeah, that's what it came. I don't want. I don't even want to be around these people. Right. You know, I did do you, not did want you, to go to their rodeos and see them right. and know these are the people that sat down when they should have stood up. You did know? you feel like there was anybody that did advocate? Is there anybody that stands out in your mind as like that person, at least voiced an opinion? That's crazy. The fact that there's nobody, even hesitation nobody, is just crazy to nobody me. Nobody that had, like, there were people that had no power, yeah, you know? Right, right, people, right, right. oh, what can I do, you know, right. or whatever. Right. But it's like, uh, you know, man, one of my friends was the vice chairman of the, of the board of directors at that time, right? Uh, you know, he was the, the general manager at Red Bluff. He benefited from my pictures business-wise. He benefited from my pictures personally because his wife is a pretty famous barrel racer. You know, when you... Uh, there were people that were in position that could have that did They could have just said, you, you can't do this. This is embarrassing. We cannot find somebody this much, you know, and they just... Well, the, the whole point... So this is where... This is how I knew that it all ended up in a room getting yelled at by the CEO because all these people were like, yeah, you're just going to have to go and do this just and you're just going to have to take it. And I'm sitting here going, this, none of this is right. Yeah. You want me to go and get yelled at for things that I didn't even do that were against the PRCA rules. Right. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm just never going to be that person. Will I be homeless before I submit to something like that? You bet your ass I will be. Yeah. You know, there's no question. It's just. Well, again, again, whether people agree with this or like this or not. When you have somebody that brings something to the table, not I'm not saying special allowances, but you would hope that the people in leadership understand people well enough to know how to navigate talented people and when they would rather give up what you're bringing into the picture, it's not helping them either. At the end of the day. Honestly, the funniest thing about this in, in a dark, twisted kind of way is that this is exactly how they see every single cowboy in the whole association. Dude, hey, here we go. Because exactly what you said, if you were disposable, who isn't? Yep. Everybody. They don't care. They and, just don't care. And, well, and if you think about this, like, if LeBron James quit playing basketball today and said, I'm going to go join Ice Cube's three on three, <laughs> do you know what that would do for Ice Cube's league? Blow it up. Because he's a star. Yeah. 
if a group of cowboys decide we don't have to take this anymore and they yeah. leave and they have no star power, yeah. the PRCA, it's like when they had the replacement players, remember? Yep. The, the real damage is that when you limit the star power of your membership, it takes their power to resist. It takes away their power, which you go, well, that's good. If you're in power, that's good. Well, kind of, except that it guarantees the progress ceases. Yep. The people that come in that can move the needle in a positive direction are never able to do that, and so things stay status quo. And and what you're left with is people who are happy to operate within the system. Absolutely. Yep. It chooses... It chooses the most bland, you know, boring style of, of everything. And well, I know Honestly, this. you said earlier that, you know, talking about growing rodeo, I honestly don't even think that the PRCA sees their job as growing rodeo. No, I, I just no, it can't possibly be that because there would be things in my mind, there would be things that would be happening if that was the focus. It should be the sole focus, but it, I can't see, I can't see measurable effort that it's even on the radar. Yeah. It's they, they just they don't have the right people. They don't have the right attitude. Well, and every time you want to ask for something, you know, like and it's not even like the, the whatever the, the quality of the leader hasn't been very good, but they still answer to the board. And these are all ex cowboys who uh, m- most of them own stock or whatever. And then the rest of them are like, uh, you know, former cowboys, former, co- you know, contestants or whatever. And well, where where are the new ideas coming from? Because I can look at that board and say none of these people even know what the internet is really, you know, like, can they get email? Can they get a text or something? Yeah. Can they use a social media platform as a tool to get more people to go to their rodeo? No, they don't even, they can't even fit that into their head. Thing to me, if I'm on the board at the PRCA is the same relationship they have with their contestants. Las Vegas events has with them (laughs) because that is, that is a fantastic point because if you were to replace the PRCA with something else those 10 days, guess what? People are still going to go. Mm-hmm. There's still auxiliary events going on in that yep. 10 days. The PRCA loses its connection to LVE. They also lose their ability to control the contestants because the contestants can do whatever they want right. to do. But at the end of the day, the NFR is the golden goose, Yeah. right? Yeah. And without that golden goose, the PRCA loses its power. Yeah, and I can't help thinking that that might be what's next, you know? I, I, I know that it's coming up for, for uh, you know, they need a new bid or whatever, a new yeah. uh, contract. And uh, there's other people out there who can do uh, finals in Las Vegas better than the PRCA can. So Well, and there's, I mean, yeah, I, I can't argue against what Las Vegas has become. It sure. was a stroke of genius, genius, to add things like the World Series team open yeah. and the junior oh, events yeah. and the, all the things that they do out there that yeah. have sort of insulated. But that's where all days. the growth is coming from. But that's my point, yeah. is that it's not the rodeo itself. If yeah. the rodeo itself said, hey, this year, you know, instead of the PRCA, yep. we're now the whatever. Yeah. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of one person who had planned on going that wouldn't still go. Yeah, they love it. What I do see yeah. is I see rodeo committees that go, wait, we could have a rodeo that qualifies for Vegas through a different channel. Right. Like the loyalty from the yeah. PRCA to the PRCA from the committees yep. is based on their connection to the sure. NFR because they need the contestants. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird, fragile thing that hasn't tipped, but it's <laughs> but the, not safe. The thing is that, that it's been this way for so long that people know how to take advantage of it now, and that's, that's the thing that really drives me insane. Is You look at, uh, you know, they have... They have like members vote on what the best rodeo is throughout the year 
and the all these rodeos are in an arms race to have the most crazy shit happen at their rodeo because they want to get votes for rodeo of the year because they think somehow that you know that's bragging rights or something like that and i'm sitting here going look at all the time and money and you know oh we have to have uh motorcycle jumpers and mini ponies and uh you know a trick riding act or something like that and meanwhile the performance is four and a half hours long right. and people right. are passing out in the heat or something like that right. it's like there is a better way to do all of this not just more and more and more of right. you know what we've already well been doing. and you're at the heart of it out there in california they don't care they don't have anything else planned the rest of the day let's just do this the rest of the day and they do it's crazy it is crazy but again um the cohesiveness that's possible when an organization says these are the standards we want everybody to meet yeah does not exist no it does not exist. no um when meritocracy is actually worked against or punished. What I, what I hate is when one of my friends goes to a rodeo that it's not in the rodeo world. They go to the rodeo and they leave and it's kind of, it's kind of this vague experience. They didn't hear a story. They didn't get to know any of the people. Like you look at what you look at what the sponsors, imagine you're a sponsor and you're sponsoring a team of rodeo cowboys. They're on the cowboy channel. That helps, but they're on there for three seconds and they're, they're out and you're like, man, how do we try to embed brand loyalty through a contestant when, I remember when I didn't know anything, I asked an announcer that I was friends with. Uh, I was like, uh, you know, these reads or whatever that you have to do during the rodeo, mm -hmm. like where do those mm -hmm. come from? And he was like, oh, they come from everywhere. You know, like, some come from the sponsor, some come from the committee, some come from the PRCA or whatever. And I was sitting there, the announcers are the connection to the fans, you know? Correct. yeah. Why wouldn't you take advantage of what the announcer is doing to like, make the experience better, make them into rodeo fans so that they're watching instead of just going to their local rodeo or something. You, you know, know who does the best job at that of the people that I know is Justin McKee. Okay. When you go to one of Justin's rodeos, he's trying to explain the story of the horse that you're you about know, to watch. You know, because Justin, uh, the only rodeo that I did with him was St. Paul, um, you know, yeah. a, a while ago. But, um, yeah, he... Uh, you know, and so, you know, I remember <laughs> whenever somebody says Justin McKee, I think of strawberry shortcake because that's the big thing at oh, yeah. St. Paul. St. Paul, yeah. And he'll get on there and eat while he's talking yes. and, you know, yes. oh, yeah. It's the story of the Yeah, radio. go out and get yourself some yep. strawberry shortcake while he's eating it, yep. you know. Yep. And uh, Well, hey, will you go to Ellensburg? No. He's at the, well, I'm saying when you, when you go okay. to Ellensburg, yeah. Justin's not only the announcer, he announces the West Star Open. Okay. He goes golfing with them. He knows the committee. They're yeah. waiting on him at the gate. I mean, that town. Yeah is a Justin McKee town okay. because he genuinely takes interest in the story. Nice. And so again, when you see that, you go, man, this, this should be something we're, we're really striving for. You, there, there should be somebody in the PRC office. This is a full-time job. Yeah. Preparing uh, PR notes and, you know, uh, sales pitches for the packages and like all of this stuff, but like standardized because again, the person that goes to the rodeo you have to bring that person back into the rodeo, yeah. you know, like right. you can't just let them go away until maybe, uh, the, Oh no, we went to the rodeo last year. Let's go camping this right. weekend or something right. like that. Like well, who, that's who is making those people that are self-selecting as rodeo fans into bigger rodeo fans. And that's where the PRCA just doesn't even, you know, they're not even playing that game at all. Well, And there's going to be, there's going to be a change at some point. And I, I don't know how this goes, to be honest. I have no clue. Yeah. I have no guess, but when you look at the age of the gatekeepers, yeah, I'm not talking. I had this conversation with Garrett Garrigan and Garrison Panzer. I'm not talking a physical death. I'm saying at some point, 
there will be some changing of the guard. Yeah. And there's no way that you can replace those people without replacing them with socially minded people because we're growing up with it now. Or, or you know, maybe it's I'd, not li- I'd like to be that optimistic, and, well, and I hope you're right, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah right, right. I mean, y- y- the fact that there's that many of them now is it defies the right. odds. Right, that's right. Um, but there's there's got to be a culture, and when I say culture, I heard somebody describe a culture as when a group of people collectively agree this is important, this is not important. Right, that's yeah. just as simple as that. Yeah. Like we agree that this is that, important. That is a good definition. But we don't think this is important, and yeah. we all agree on this. Yeah, and because. Because it's so hard to uh, unite around that, you have to know the story. If you know the story, your mind automatically categorizes what's important and what's not. Like sure. when you're watching yeah. the movie Gladiator and there's a guy in the stands watching, you, you know he's part of the story, right? Like they're trying to pro- like project that there's a big crowd, but you know not to focus because that's not what the story. The story is about Russell Crowe, right? And I wish, I wish nationally we had this ability to tell our story better. When you take a picture of a guy dallying, I think there are people that would look at that and go, I really didn't understand how they stopped the steer. I really didn't understand until I see that one little piece and I, like, I get it, right? I understand it better because that's part of the story and you're illuminating the story, right? And so now, now I mean, we're not going to fix the PRC. I'm glad I'm done rodeoing, honestly, because now we're busting this. Who knows? I may be, I may be permanently banned. <laughs> giving me a platform yeah um you know it's funny is that before uh before i got suspended i did all of the podcasts and i was the most you know downloaded or whatever episode oh, yeah. every single oh, yeah. time yeah every time and then like that'll tell you everything you need to know about rodeo is that even my friends with podcasts after that never hear from them again really and they're like scraping the bottle the barrel for guests or whatever and i'm sitting there going yeah. i've you know, I got plenty of stuff to talk about. I could talk all day. Right. And, uh, but yeah, you they were, don't, you were like, when I started the podcast, I, like I, you were at the top of my list. Really? I didn't know when we we're going to see each other because it's a story to me. It's a story we're telling and, and like it or not, even if we can agree that we yeah. don't like the story, sure. at least to know what it is, at least to know how it went, at least to know what we're up against yeah. or, or what, you know, where we can improve. Um, no, I so so I, I mean, I'm already, I've already come to terms with the fact that if I'm done rodeo, I was already done anyway. I'm 40 years old. It's a young guy's game. What now? You know, what, when you look to the future, you said you look more forward to your future than your past. Yeah. Given how like phenomenal the past was, what does the future look like? So I, I, I'm the kind of person who, uh, all, basically, um, there was a way for me to have gotten along in the PRCA. Sure. It just would have. It would have meant me eating. At the expense of yourself. It it would have, you know, I would have had to have eaten a lot more shit than I really wanted to, right? Um, So I'm a little bit easier to get along with right now. um, And mostly because I'm choosing very carefully who I work with. Sure. I don't get screwed anymore because the people that I'm dealing with are like either people that I've known for a really long time or a friend of a friend who can vouch for them or something. I'm not just like you know, driving around willy nilly to rodeos anymore. But that's, I mean, you know? but to, to a degree, that's you honing your culture. That's you saying this used to be important and it's not to me anymore. Yeah. Now oh, this yeah. is important. I mean, um, that's a, that's a refining. It, it was important to me. You know, I've had different, um, the, the picture quality is always in, in the, the things that I'm shooting. Yeah. That's always the thing at the end of the road, right? right. I'm, I'm never right. taking my eyes off of that, but you know, yeah, the, <laughs> I've never had a job right? A, a photography job, never been on a staff anywhere, right? right. Always been freelance. And what people, and, and this kind of ties back to like, um, the, the stuff with the PRCA, it's like, well, the 
athletes in the in rodeo need to promote themselves. Yeah, in, right. in all these other sports. Do you, do you follow Ty Harris? No. Ty Harris, I, I a, Ty Harris has a kid that I think it's his cousin that's like okay. his full time guy now, traveling okay. with him and the yeah. whole deal yeah. to tell the story. Yeah. Right on the planes, right. behind the scenes, like. I wish there were more people that saw the value in that. Not everybody's yeah. got a cousin that can edit videos, but to see what Ty, like Peyton Bray, and some of those guys are doing yeah, to help yeah. promote their own story. Absolutely. It's one yeah. of those fascinating things in a rodeo. Yeah, which is great for them, right? But there should be more support from the actual PRCA, right, to, yeah, to be able to do right, this. So my, my overarching point to this is I'm out here all by myself. Right. When I was shooting, I had contracts with like clothing brands and equipment, whatever, all that. But my that covered my costs and, you know, it made it right. worth it for me to right. shoot rodeo over pro sports or whatever. The money you made was made. How? How was that when you did make money? Was it individual sales? Um, no, it, it, you know, honestly, um, rodeo action pictures, uh, not that valuable to people, you know, because, yeah. again, we go back to do people uh, will they pay? 10 times as much for a picture that's a hundred times better. No. Right. Right. Yeah. They no, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, like I did, uh, you know, big shoots for Yeti, big shoots for Wrangler, like multiple days kind of yeah. things. You know, the, those kind of shoots pay the bills. Cause are there any are, brands now that have said, we don't care. We want to stick with you. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not so, funny. It's not no. funny, but it's like immediately. No, yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. Um, the, the funny thing is, is that, um, I don't, yeah, I can say this. Cinch, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about Cinch. They were my main client for 10 out of the years that I shot rodeo, right? They made it possible for me to be on the road all sure. the time. But I will uh, say, I will say, like, my relationship with Cinch is awesome. Like, yeah, the, the, the willingness that they've showed me to, to get behind what's going on, not only in the four walls of the arena. Yep. They've at least demonstrated an interest in yeah. you know, the, the culture of the yeah, story. Absolutely. I don't have anything bad to say about them at all. But the funny thing is, is that I shot for Cinch uh, when I didn't have a PRCA card. Yeah. And it was kind of like a loophole. Right. You know? And uh, I feel for, like I remember those days. Yeah. So uh, kind of like featuring the contestants. Right. With, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but they, you know, they had at, th at this time when all the controversy happened, just got you know the ability for their guys to wear their patches right and, and they weren't what are isn't they that do? crazy that yeah. that's just within the last couple of years that's just amazing yeah. but you know because of that they can't they can't fight yeah. the system and i don't i don't really expect them to it's um yeah it's tough uh to make a living doing this um, what what you do know. you want to point your camera at now you know when you think about telling a story through a, a lens what's the thing that you right now you enjoy <laughs> uh, shooting i so I don't care what I shoot. I shoot light. And, and this is like the, uh, the, it's the foundation of all my teaching, you know, uh, shoot the light. You can make the best picture in the world, but if it's high noon and you have a shadow, right, you know, like right. on the cowboy's face or whatever, or if the, um, you know, whatever, if a Gatorade bottle flipped up into the picture or something, you know, like all yeah. these crazy things that can happen or whatever. So, um, the idea for me is I'm the reason I'm here, right? Cause I knew that there was going to be a really nice sunset, you know, during the perf tomorrow, you know, really, I'll, you know, just, just from looking yeah. at where the sun yeah, yeah, is setting, yeah. I don't know if it's, if there's going to be clouds or I'm not sure. like a, right. no, no, you no, know, right. whatever, right, right. A, a psychic, but 
I know that when that sun is going back down there and I can shoot across those bucking shoots. I think of St. Paul. Yeah, you say that. Right. I think of St. Right. Paul, the way that perf was, there was times that... Sa the reason that St. Paul is the best rodeo, you know, not just, you know, the people there are great, but the, the reason for me it's the best is that they have slack really early in the morning and then they have that sunset perf. Yeah, that golden hour you, you morning get, night. You get good light no matter yeah, what you're shooting there, right? So those, like, I, I was... Uh, we were shooting today and, you know, they started all of this at noon, which is like the worst time... <laughs> shoot because the sun's coming right. straight down and i was explaining to my student like why i was doing things differently i didn't really shoot action out right. in the middle of the arena or whatever it's like i'm not going to make better pictures than the ones i already have well out the shadows the are straight today. down at that point right yeah so i was shooting behind the roping shoots or whatever so to me um you know sorry a long answer for the question but i shoot light you know whatever light is hitting off of that's you know that's where i want to be i'd prefer to shoot things that are moving um, you know, I'm, I'm really only shooting rodeo right now, but it's only when I'm doing workshops, you yeah. know, I don't, you know, I live a day at a time, you know, um, I don't have like really long-term plans. I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Do I'm you full-time work? You know, I, I wake up in the morning, you know, I go to my computer, I make videos for my students. I talk to them. I look at where I'm going to shoot and I make plans and, I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't right. have any clients who say, go make this picture right. or whatever. Right. So yeah, that's I mean, actually, to be honest, that's actually my favorite part about the podcast too, is it literally gets to follow my curiosity. Yep. Right. I don't have people I've got, we've got advertisers and partners and businesses. And I mean, I, I could go on and on about the people that I've met sure. and the companies that I've been able to be a part of and on and on and on. But at the end of the day, everybody is trusting that it goes where I lead it. And right. man, the freedom of that, of if it's a little this way or a little that way, like I get to self-regulate, you know, I still want to be who I am, but yeah. I, I'm not having to perform. You know, I, I don't feel like the little dancing monkey with sure. the music box and man, there's, it's wonderful. That's good to hear. So sticking with, sticking with rodeo. Yeah. Uh, is there in your mind, is there a redemption day that says this is where this led? Do you think about that at all? Um, Honestly, uh, being vertical at this point is, is all the redemption you yeah, know, right. that I need. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this is all, you know, like we can have fun and games about what I posted on Facebook and who I called what name or, you know, like the, whatever. The problem oh, was, Matt, you, you did it so well and it was so funny. Yeah. That even people who maybe wouldn't have been interested, it was done in a way that was like, I want to say fun to watch because not at your expense, but... You did it. You did it well enough that yeah. it got people's attention. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I just don't like the reason that my past is brighter than my, or my future is whatever. I'd, I'd rather have my future um, because I've learned all those things. Yeah. Right. And the, the fun and game part of this is that I paid real prices for this, right? Yeah, you're I spent a lot of money point. that I didn't have on a lawyer, you know, that sure. was never going to be able to get me what I wanted because they were doing it on purpose, you know? Matt, I lost. You do realize something. That makes you a rodeo cowboy because yeah. you have this big giant yeah. thing and then towards the end they took it all back. Yeah. You're one of us. Yeah, man. no, like, I know. You're it. I, it's that's been, what we do. We, yeah. we don't see our exit and yeah. we take it all back. That's, yeah. No, that's, you're, that's, you're a cowboy. Man. That's very true. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, like the, the price that I paid was this made people that I was more or less friends with have to make an uncomfortable decision for themselves that yeah, didn't go shoot. my way. Right. And you know, these are people who I still think are good people or whatever, but I can't deal with them because I can't trust them to stand up, you know, like, you know, when something needs to be. 
So uh, is, is there a day where somebody's able to hire you outside of maybe a pro rodeo? You know, somebody that's really trying to take their brand serious. Yeah, I'm not, you know, like, uh, I, <laughs> I don't say no, you know, uh, Just lightly. Have to be the right guy. But yeah, it's, um, you know, the... I can't just go and shoot. I can't just, you know, like I, <laughs> I did a shoot, um, you know, this kind of wraps back around to what the future of the PRCA is because my little pet theory or whatever is that Teton Ridge is going to buy everything. It's going to be all, you know, like under their thing. Any relationship with Teton? Yeah. Well, so I did a shoot for them. This is like the last rodeo brand shoot that I did and probably the last one I'll ever do. Um, because they, they, you know, they sent us down to, uh, Brittany Posey's ranch in, uh, where's that? Uh, Victoria. I'm assuming it's not Victoria. It's not Victoria. Wherever she's from. <laughs> it's in Texas somewhere. Atlanta passes. Okay. Uh, and it was, uh, Brittany and Lisa Lockhart and Sherry Servey and Haley Kinzel. Yep. Those are their, yep. you know, their people. They're banner girls. And, uh, you know, like this, this whole thing about, oh, bring everybody to one place and get all the pictures there or whatever. is so silly because what story are you telling there? You know, right, like, right. It's all just copies of the same picture. Yeah. Um, so the, it was a really frustrating kind of thing where uh, the creative director from the Teton Ridge was, had never been on a ranch before or something like that and was running around taking pictures with his phone, like totally like wide-eyed like oh my god and i'm like dude you have a job here you know yeah. like let's let's do, well, let's dude, do and, the job and with a company that has a, a movie background you think they'd be very media-minded maybe they are now but they weren't you know well do you think do you think <laughs> in moments like that they're unintentionally reductive to what you do like not meaning to but they were do, like do your little thing like you're matt cohen do your little thing that you do and it's like it, it was this this was like um you know like i said this was the last shoot that i did and it's probably will be the last one for a rodeo brand because they, it was so disorganized and they had, uh, literally three video cameras, two drone operators, a sound guy and a producer. Like they, a movie shoot then. Yeah. And they were, nobody was managing the shoot. That creative director was supposed to be doing that. And, um, you know, so yeah, that's my relationship with them. I did a really unsatisfying kind of shoot for them where I couldn't do my best work because there right. were constantly four people in between me and what I was shooting, yeah. you know, the whole time. Um, but you know, like they have, uh, you know, they have as much money as they want to and they can buy all of this as their little hobby, you know, right. if they want to. So if it goes um, that way and they end up with everything, then what? Yeah, I'm not, that's not for me. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't like, I don't want to, I don't want to work for anyone. I, you know, I'm really happy teaching, you yeah. know, like I have, uh, I don't know, 120 online students or whatever. And I, how do people find that? Uh, just my social media, you know? Um, so yeah, I, that's, I'm just so into it right now. You what? know, like I get to go back through 17 years worth of rodeo pictures yeah. and I have a picture for every condition, you know, from snowing to raining to, you know, 120 degrees outside or whatever. And I can, sh I can make videos showing these people like the picture looks like this because I've made all of these choices yeah. long before I even got to the rodeo grounds. Right. right? Yeah. So it was all prep. Whatever. If you're just showing up and thinking that you're going to get great pictures, you may, and you may not, but it's not going to be like consistently repeatable or anything mm -hmm. like that. 
so the the thing that I learned from doing all this is that it, my passion for photography has never been higher than yeah. this right now. Yeah. Well, and and probably less distracted too because you're not having to manage. There's no politics. The other, yeah. yeah. There's right. no politics. You know? Okay. So I'm going to ask you a very very uneducated question. I can just feel myself cringing as I get ready to say it, yeah. and I can feel already. I can feel the eye roll. I know it's coming. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Not from me. From your listeners, what, probably. What <laughs> is there one picture that stands out? In your memory, yeah. whether it's the picture or whether it's the memory around it, is there one picture that you go back to is like, man, that right? Yeah. Um, in I think it was 2018 at, at St. Paul again. All this stuff comes back to the same thing, right? Um, so the sun sets and you can see it going all the way down and all the way down. And I was shooting the calf roping and I noticed that the sky was just getting incredible. And I just threw out everything that I was trying to do, you know, like just completely yeah, ran, became the ran out of the arena, picked up a different lens and went back in. So this picture is, uh, it's a calf roper and you can see the, the head of the horse and the, you know, the body, the top it's like of the silhouette. body. It is a silhouette. Yeah, he's, I remember throwing, he's throwing his rope and the sun is coming like directly. I in, remember that picture. You know, between the horse's head and his body. That's like a... That is like a a one in a billion kind of picture, you know, like I had to have recognized it. I had to have the gear. I had to know where to be to get it. The presence of mind to stop, go back, get the equipment and come back to get it. And then you layer on like this, the luck of you think about any which way a calf could run out of a a shoot or something like that. And it ran exactly through there. Um, So that's, that's uh, St. Paul from uh, 18 or 19, something like that. And then I have another one from Red Bluff in, 2010, uh, this is probably, this was my favorite picture forever because it's a really wide picture of Jared Smith coming like a rare out out of the bareback shoot and his hat is like flying off and it's still in the frame and it is, you get the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, It was just like the most dynamic picture that you could possibly imagine. Right. He's getting jerked out into the arena and the horse's mane is flying around and his hat flips over and wouldn't you know it there's a prca patch that you can read right in there it's like the perfect prca picture um so those are my two those are my two favorites but um i'm never satisfied with what i'm doing you know like there's always a situation where i've made a picture and i think to my i I look at it and be like oh this would be really good if the light was like five degrees you know further away or something like that or five degrees east or west whatever you know um and that's what keeps me going. And so teaching has made me um, even more critical of my own work. So I'm, you know, every For time sure. I'm out there, I'm not trying to shoot a rodeo. I'm trying to make portfolio pictures at this point. You know, I've proven myself. The only thing I want to do is make pictures that are better than what I've done before. There's a story of a photographer, and you probably know who she is, but she died having never published anything. But she kept all of her photos under her bed. She just liked I it. I never heard of this. I got I to gotta look up her name. Yeah. They find her pictures under her bed, and they were just amazing. And what spoke to the true art of what she was doing was just she made no effort to distribute them ever, yeah. ever for any reason. Yeah. And what added to the value, I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it because, like, in my own life, what are, you know, what are the pictures that I would never publish? And I think about your story, and, like, you take all the acclaim and all the stuff, all the rodeo really had to give you, and then when that goes away, what you say is, I'm still doing what I was doing before. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like a, that's almost like an emotional experience to say, I loved it before and I'll love it after, Yeah, you know, like, but it wasn't, but you know, it wasn't consistent, you know, like 
the last couple of years have been dark. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not trying that's to like part of that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't dark, it yeah. wouldn't be so meaningful. Oh, hundred percent. But, mean, but it was, you know, if we had been doing this interview a year and a half ago or something like that, yeah. like we'd be yeah. having a much different conversation. Yeah, we would play right rage now. against machine as the yeah. background audio. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to see. And I think, I think in my own life, one of the things I really subscribe to, and I'm curious your thoughts and then we got to let you go. Cause what time do you have to be there? Um, they, they don't even go tonight. It's tomorrow. Oh, I'm, tonight. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this concept of death and resurrection that's really become a religious concept, right? And we, we hear it over and over and over and over again as part of church tropes. But when you look at life as that, that's the basis of life, that when something dies, that that is when it's fully dead, not when we can revive it, not when it gets really sick, but we think it can make it. Sure. Like when something is fully put to rest, the new life is like a, a fire burning over a field whatever comes back next has more life than whatever burned off. Yeah. That's a, that's a really interesting way to look at it. I never had, uh, I don't think about big philosophical things. I'm, you know, pretty simple when it comes to that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, would I be able to appreciate what I'm doing right now without the last couple of years? Not as much as I, you know, as I do now. Well, um, and that in, in hearing what you're saying about like, if we'd have done this a year and a half ago, maybe it was still dying. Maybe it was still in the yeah. process of dying, yeah. but you know, when someone has a piece about it and you're like, man, I'm good. I'm good with whatever's next. Yep. I, I cannot tell you in my life when you observe that, how often that's when the thing shows up. When something is fully like pronounced dead, coins on its eyes, yep. right? Yep. That's the thing. And then, you know, we get to benefit because I feel like we've, in a sense, from the shadows, no pun intended, got to kind of observe not the rise and the fall. I'm not saying that. The, this trajectory of something that came into our sport yeah. Something that our sport maybe wasn't ready for, I think is maybe a way to say I it. think that's a really good way to say it. And okay, so when it leaves us, then where does it go? And getting yeah. to watch, you know, I mean, just just being a fan, it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be fun to get to watch. Well, you know, they can't take rodeo away from me, right? Right. That's that's yeah. the thing. Um I fell in love with rodeo the first night I ever shot it, April sixth of two thousand seven or whenever, you know, something like that. Um I, I was supposed to shoot one night, you know, this was a job I was getting paid for, you know, I went back, this was eight days, you know, like the grand national was eight days long at that point. I went seven days on my own dime, you no know, way. like paid for parking and everything to, you know, just go back and shoot as much as I could, you know, cause they'd already given me the, you know, the credential or whatever. Um, yeah, that, that's too deep in me to, you know, to what I think about rodeo has changed. What I think about like the, uh, I, I, yeah, you've seen too much. I've seen too much to buy into the nonsense, the the riding for the brand, you know, kind of attitude right. or whatever. And and riding I see, for the brand for free. <laughs> yeah, for a patch. Yeah, I you know so that that stuff. Uh, I'm never going to be rodeo's biggest cheerleader, you know, because there's so much that's broken and so yeah. many people unwilling to do anything about yeah. it. But you know, it's like <laughs> the most American thing that I can think of. Yeah. You know, and I'm not yeah. like. I, you know, this guy that like runs around with a flag or something like that, but that means something to me, you know, sure. and, and like the, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned through, you know, certainly through the unpleasant part of the struggles was rodeo as a thing, you know, as like, you know, and, and not even just rodeo, but like the, the cowboy, it, it, it's such an icon in the country that it's like, you can't even yeah. really look directly at it. It's just there, you know, right. it's, and that's the kind of thing where, um, I, I love being around cowboys because 
every picture that you make has a head start over it versus one where somebody's wearing a ball cap or yeah. something, you know. First of all, I want to tell you about Bales Hay, the YouTuber. If you guys haven't followed Trevor Bales on YouTube or social media, let me just tell you, it is the best agricultural social media account going. But that's not, that's less important than the kind of products they're producing. I've got hay, I, I joked in the last ad, it feels like hay you could eat yourself. Um, here, here's what stands out to me about Bales Hay. I can feed less of it and get the same results. I'm putting this with unbeatable feeds and equinity products, and I'm telling you, my hay has gone down. The amount of hay I have to feed to get the same results has gone down feeding higher quality alfalfa. You guys check them out at baleshay.com. If you're thinking, wait, he produces hay and his name is Bales, I agree. I'm with you. What are the chances? So check them out. Bales Hay, you guys go look them up. They can deliver. Here's the thing. They can deliver anywhere in the nation. They've got trucking. You need it, they can get it to you. And I know for a fact, having been raised in some places where alfalfa doesn't grow, it will blow your mind the effects of the hay, the hay that's grown right here in Arizona. It's the best hay in the world. It can be delivered to you. Check them out, Bales Hay. Ranch and solar lighting update. Uh, I told you I was gonna get them. Told you I'd give you an update. Let me tell you what. I am the only person in the state of Arizona right now that does not have a tan. I rope every night. My horses don't get hot. My ropes don't get destroyed. The sand isn't as hot. My steers last longer. I could go on and on. I, this has changed my entire year. I've been able to keep outside horses I thought I was gonna have to send back because it was gonna be too hot. And they just announced their release in stadium lights. You can get on the list right now and order stadium lights. They, they figure it's gonna take eight of them to light an entire arena at the price of 7,500 out the door. That means stadium lights at your arena, $7,500, no install, no electric bill. And I'll tell you what, here's what I did. Full disclosure. I said, Ayla, I know these are going to sell out here. Would you let me be a dealer? Like this is the only company I've done this with. I would be, I would happily be a dealer. So hit me, let me know if you want to, if you, I've got the portal on my phone, I can walk you through it. If you want lights, let me know. It has changed my life. You guys check out the 1017 Project. You've heard me talk about it. Uh, we are donating hamburger from Roped Out Rope and Steers. We've been in business since 2014. Last year in 2022, we donated a little over $700,000 of hamburger to food banks, after school programs, women's shelters, anywhere that is making food available to those in need. So if you want to support the 1017 Project, you can check it out at our website, 1017project.com, all of the social medias. Uh, we've, had some, we've had some people come in on the podcast and go, hey, we heard about it. We love it. We want to support it. Let me tell you the most amazing number that we can provide. We can put a pound of hamburger, a national cost of about $5.30, $5.20, one pound of hamburger into a food bank for every dollar that comes in. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, it's a charity. What percent of my dollar actually goes to the cause? Because I know there are bad ones. We can take your dollar and turn it into $5.20. Bet. Check us out. You want us to prove it? We can. Check it out. 1017project.com. Um, do you want to intro or I just... Yeah, no, we took a break yeah. real quick. Um, yeah, so the it's so American and you, uh, you know, I, I go take pictures. I was doing this project with the crane and, and shooting those barrel racing pictures. Where was and, that? In uh, Gilroy, California. What time of day was that? Uh, it was, the race started at uh, 7. Yeah. So, so just right at that, like you're saying, not the middle of the day. Yeah, it's so just the, the light was coming in at, at such an angle. There's a little berm around the arena that blocked the light from hitting the ground. So I'm just shooting down from this crane, and the light is only hitting, like, the top of the horse and the top of the rider, and everything else is, like, completely dark, and you can't, you can't see it. But I, saw, I saw those pictures, and I was like, dude, that's 
he's like not that you're winning anywhere, but like you haven't lost any of it. No, instantly. No, no. no I mean, I, and I've made pictures. You know, I haven't. I never stopped shooting. You know, like I shot only hockey for a little while or whatever. But you know, like I, I never stopped. Um, but the the thing about those was that nobody knew that I was coming down for the first one, so they're all wearing like ball caps and <laughs> tank tops or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to work on something here. Right. So I just put it out there on Facebook, and then all of a sudden, more people were wearing right. hats and shirts right. and all that. Um, so that advantage that you have by shooting something, a rope, a horse, a cowboy, like those are the building blocks of good pictures. Like you, you really have to be lazy to not make a good picture, you know, if you're around <laughs> cowboys, right. you know, for, for any length of time. So yeah, that's in some kinda, ways, non-verbally, they're the best communicators I've ever been around. Yeah. They tell some of the best stories. They're just not great with interviews. For sure. What about you go back to Bobby Moe with what he's doing with uh, um, WCRA? Yeah. Is there any... Like, does that excite you at all? No. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I, I need to be doing my own, my yeah. own thing right yeah. now. And just like, so if they called and they said, we need you in Salt Lake, cause isn't Salt Lake kind of a bowl. I mean, in my mind, it's an evening perf. Yeah. I mean, I'm going, I, listen, like I said, I'm I, going over my checklist of all yeah, the things I would want to see. I don't, as a photographer. <laughs> I don't say no to anything. And I'm, you know, like I said, Bobby's one of my oldest friends in rodeo, yeah. you know, um, but you know when he was doing the the ERA, this is like man, I'm giving up. I'm giving up all the good stuff here. Um, it's kind of what we hope for on these. <laughs> so Bobby was in charge of the ERA, but they had somebody else running it. Um, Tony something, I forget what his name is. Uh, it, his wife, his wife, Charmaine. Is Charmaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that guy just straight up tried to rip me off and did it like right before I was supposed to fly to an event or something like that. And uh, to preserve my, you know, friendship with those guys, not that guy, yeah, but, you right, know, like right. the other guys, uh, you know, I just stepped out of it and said, right. you know, this isn't really what I want to do. And I would rather uh, not be in business with my friends, you sure. know, like that. Right. Um, and I, you know, it, there's just not a better guy than Bobby, no, you know, like no, as far exactly as like right. being honest and standing up for what's right and, you know, pointing when things aren't fair and saying, yeah. you guys are ripping us off, you know? Right. So I will always support anything right. that, that he does, no question about it. But uh, do I want to get back into shooting stuff like that? Not really, no. Yeah. You know, I, I like I said, I, I get to choose what rodeos, I get to choose the light that I shoot in, I get to bring students with me and give them the experience, you know, of that I didn't have, you right. know, when I was right. starting. All the insight you didn't get. Yeah, I can, you know, all of the pitfalls that I've gone through or whatever, I can show them. I can say, oh, here's how you, th you know, you might think that this is a great place to shoot, but you're not paying attention to when the rodeo comes and there's a ambulance in the background or something like right, that. Like right. all of these things that I've seen a million times, I can pass on to, to other people. And I just, uh, I never thought about being a teacher. Like I was the worst student, you know, I just, you know, never did my homework, never, you know, I just right. didn't do anything. And now I'm sitting there going, man, the, the, the teachers that I had must have been really, <laughs> really trying, you know, because yeah. it's hard. But when you make that connection, like I'll have people that will go out to a, to a rodeo and shoot and they'll schedule some time with me and we'll get on a Zoom and look at their pictures. And I'll be like, OK, hold on. Three months ago, you weren't making anything that looked right, like this. Right. You know, like, tell me how you got to this point. Yeah. And they just go back through all the steps that I taught them and say, oh, yeah, when I did this, it opened up this. And then I was able to make this kind of picture. 
And you know, I can't tell you how much, how satisfying that is to me right now and why I don't care about all these brands can do whatever they want. I just never going to have the same rush shooting for them as I am teaching. Well, the the same is true rodeo. And when you got a guy that goes somewhere for the first time, it's like you have this moment of like, oh, that's right. I remember my first time here. I remember my first time entering this rodeo and like you almost get to relive a little bit again because you're seeing it through their eyes a little bit. They, you know, they'll, they'll ask me questions and I'll sit there and be like, I had this exact thought in 2008, you know, here's what happened about it. That's, that's cool. Like there's no question. That's pretty cool. Are there any contestants? It's a two part question. Are yeah. there any contestants that you didn't get to shoot or that you never got a good picture of that you look back on and you're like, dang it, that one, that's the one that got away. No, absolutely not. Like I, I don't, uh, I don't care who is in a picture for the most part. Like there are special pictures that have a story behind them or, uh, you know, like I, I know the picture of, of Jim Ross you're talking about and I remember how much he liked it. You know, those kind of things are important to me, but for the most part, it's like, I would rather a guy that I liked be in the picture than a guy that I didn't or whatever. Yeah. But to me, it's like, uh, no, I'm shooting, like I said, I'm shooting the light. That, Conver- that- conversely, was there ever a contestant that you'd basically turn your back to the arena when they went? You're like, yeah. I'm not taking your uh, picture. Yeah, some barrel racers who stole pictures <gasps> or whatever. I would, we, I would just not. Yeah, I would just. We haven't even talked yeah. about the crybaby buck off. Yeah. I, all, I almost just blew the whole podcast. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't know if you knew about that. Or I don't. Yeah, you know. I knew about it. Yeah. It's like one of the most famous controversies. That's like, yeah, that is, a, that is a pretty famous. It's nine years ago now. You know, there's like no two whole way. generations of new rodeo contestants that don't even know anything about that. Did that become a thing where people are like, don't post that picture of me? Or was it like, no. I'm not going to be that person? No. So the, the reason that it took off, right, <laughs> was because I got kicked out of the rodeo. The, the, what we're talking about is I was shooting a rodeo uh, in Livermore, California, and the uh, former queen of that rodeo was in the barrel race and, uh, just flipped off her horse. I caught her in midair falling down. I was right there. It couldn't have been any more of a perfect position. You can see her face. She still got her reins in her hand Yeah, for what it is. It's a really good picture. Yeah. Um, so I remember that was at slack, you know, and they, uh, they don't have a night perf there. So I wasn't planning on being back until, you know, the next day, and I got a shower. I remembered that picture, and I was like, yeah, this is a pretty dramatic picture. I'll post this. It's Posted rodeo. It. Yeah. It's what, I mean, that's... So uh, I went to sleep for a little while, and I woke up, and my phone was hot because there were so many messages <laughs> coming in. And uh, one was from uh, a friend of mine who you know, lives out, out by that way, and she was like, that girl really wants you to take the picture down. And I was like, come on, you know me better than this. Why would you even ask? And she was like, I just, I told her I would ask, you know, don't yell at me, whatever. Yeah, kill and I was messenger. Like, yeah, just go back to her and tell her I'm not doing that. So then she starts messaging me and she was like, um, you know, oh, it's really embarrassing and I really would, you know, prefer that you take it down and whatever. Did she think she's the first queen to fall off in yeah, the she wasn't, she's a former queen. She was just a, yeah, bear, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. So she, uh, when I wouldn't take it down, went to the people that ran the rodeo and were like, just revoke his media credentials so I couldn't go back. That, and they did? Oh, absolutely. 100%. What? Listen, man, I've been banned for rodeos for less than this. Way less than this. They banned yeah, you. They, they pulled my media credential. Yeah. How would how'd that conversation go? Uh, don't come tomorrow. Uh, we're revoking your media credential. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was... St- 
steamed, you know, like I was steamed. And uh, there's I, a way, you know, there's a way to not have your picture taken falling off a horse. Yeah, don't don't enter. Yeah, well, um, or if you're or not, ride, yeah, yeah, yeah stay ride on. Better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I, I didn't go back, and I'm sitting at home just stewing in my own juices. I was so mad about this. I was like, I can't, you know, like I didn't go anywhere this weekend. Right, like I had right, this weekend empty right, right, for, right. you know, um, I was so mad. And, uh, I, you know, I talked to a couple people and when, when, when I, when my media credential got revoked, I posted the whole series. <laughs> you know, I have six more pictures right, of this, you know? Right. So I posted that and I started getting messages. I remember Matt Bright, uh, the bareback rider was the first one to message me. And he was like, uh, post that picture of me getting bucked off at the NFR from 2011. And I was like, I know exactly which one you're talking about. So I posted that. And then I just got more and more messages about people. Oh, remember this buck right, off and whatever. Right. So I posted like for the whole rest of the weekend. I was just making fun of the rodeo and posting buck off pictures. Right. That's, that's where no crybaby buck offs came from. And then just as it was dying down on the Monday. So it had been like four, three and a half days or whatever of like absolute <laughs> chaos. You know, <laughs> um, Tough Cooper had a radio show every Tuesday. It was Tough Cooper Tuesday. You know, that's where that okay. came from. And uh, he went on the radio and they, it was the funniest thing because I wasn't even friends with him at that time. Yeah. You know, like his girlfriend told him what happened right. and, and he was like, what? Matt's what? really good. Why are they, yeah. you know? So they ask him, how's it been going out on the road or whatever? And he goes, hey, did you hear about that situation out in Livermore? Oh, no. So he, he just, just launched right into it, right? It. Did not talk about anything that they wanted to talk about. He's talking about me the whole time. My Facebook, I couldn't even open it because it was, like, scrolling <laughs> so fast, you know? And that's where it really blew up. And then it became, like, a whole thing. And then I I'll tell you this. This is the wrong culture to not be able to laugh at yourself. I, I can't this even, is the wrong I can't even. I can't even. I still, to this day, it was nine years ago. I can't believe it was even a thing. Like, I look It would have been a blip on the radar. I look back on that, and I nobody would even have thought about this. Like, it just wouldn't have been. Absolutely on not. Monday after that rodeo, nobody who had even seen the picture would remember right. it. Because right. there'd be two more days worth of right. pictures right. from it, you know? I, I still can't believe it's a thing, uh, but you know this is like again uh, not surprising in rodeo because you give these people power for a couple of days. They're what are right. they going to do? Not use the power that they have? No, so you know. So this is the joke. I don't know how in the moment you come up with it, but gatemen at the rodeos are historically the worst, right? Yeah. Because exactly as you say, they've yeah. got two days where they're in power. And yeah. I had a, I had a guy arguing with me about a parking spot. And he Par points, the parking guys are the worst. He points and he says, do you see this badge? And I giggled and I said, in the moment, I wasn't trying to roast him. Yeah. I just, in the moment, yeah. I said, if it washes with the shirt, it's a patch, not a badge. <laughs> That's a Matt Cohen thing to say right there. I, it, it, it broke his heart and yeah. I didn't mean to. Yeah. It wasn't like I was trying yeah. to be a jerk. But no, it's totally. like you don't point to a patch and call it a badge, right? But, but exactly, it's called the gate man syndrome where somebody gets a little moment and they're going to get all they can out of it. I had uh, an amateur rodeo, uh, and, I, you know, like, I've been kicked out of a lot of rodeos, like, more, more than I should. Um, <laughs> last summer, I, they wouldn't let me park in the contestants' parking lot, even though I have a card, you know? And uh, they, oh, go park over here or whatever, and there was, like, a rebar sticking out of a thing. Oh, and boy. It gave me a flat tire or whatever. So I had to sit there, change the tire before I shot the rodeo or whatever, so I was, like, really pissed off, and I did, like, a... 
you know, a little spin in my car and kicked up some dirt or whatever. And they were like, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> you know, the, oh, you're not, a, you're driving a Subaru. You're not a contestant. We're not going to let you. Can you see this? Like, yeah. do, you, do you see this card? You yeah, know? this, this is it's, all the credentials I need. So, yeah. So that's like, that's one of the things that I, uh, I, I plan for now. Like I tell the people who I'm shooting the rodeo for. Prepare your parking lot attendance. Yeah, like, uh if they see a guy in a funny hat, you know, like that's not the guy that you mess with, you know, just let him do what he's going to do. He's going to do it anyway. Yeah. At least, Um, at least hire somebody who's driven a truck and trailer. (laughs) Right. I mean, like there's things we can get in and get out of. That's fine. That's fine. If if it's circular, it's better, but if it's not, you know, we can figure it out. But when they're like, you got to park right there and you're like, how am I going to get out? Because no, don't scoot up that far. Well, if I don't scoot up, somebody's going to park in front of me. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. And guess what? They're not going to leave their keys in their car. They're going to take their keys and they're going to be up there in the stand somewhere when I'm trying to get to wherever I'm going next. And like, there's just, it's it's so funny that that these things become well known and they, they then they don't get fixed. You know that's that's the thing that's crazy to me. Bremerton, Washington. Shout out Bremerton, Washington. They serve crab crab and lobster for dinner. Wow. You can drop your clothes off. They'll go get them dry cleaned. It's it, it ruins you because you're like, yeah. oh, this this is yeah. what this kind of treatment yeah. feels like. And they, they do a most great of those job. most of these committee guys they want the. Uh, you know, the VIP suite in, in South Point for the 10 days of the rodeo, and they want to, you know, whatever, wine and dine sponsors and all right. that kind of stuff. Like, there's, there are, and, and I hate to, like, paint with a broad brush, but it's, like, a lot of the people, you know, like, if you're in rodeo to the point where you're in the business of rodeo, yeah. you are playing favorites and uh, not doing the right thing way more often you know, then you are well, imagine it's because there's nobody watching. There's no, yeah. the PRCA isn't like saying, Oh, this is, uh, you know, counter to what we're trying to do here or whatever. So well, imagine just, how miserable it is for the guys that do try to do the right thing. Yeah. And they've got an entire wave. Of they're the ones that we're chasing them. away that yeah. we're chasing out of rodeo. Yeah. Like if we're lucky, they're really old and don't know anything else. But if, you know, like I know rodeos that lose volunteers all the time because it's too much of a hassle or, Hey, Tucson, you know, Tucson, we're walking in the slack at seven o'clock in the morning, whatever slack starts. We walk by and it's a committee building, committee room. This is for committee members only. And like, there's no, they're like gatekeeper, cool table yeah. stuff is like my, yeah. my least favorite. Yeah. It's they just, get all these donuts spread out as a contestant. Now, are they my donuts? No. Do I have a right to them? Absolutely not. But you got all these contestants, right? They went and got donuts, more donuts than they would ever eat. Yeah. And a contestant stands at the door and they go, no, this is committee member only. And it's like, man, what a weird, what a weird culture that, and that's Tucson. I mean, that's one of the big rodeos. It's, you know, that, that's the thing. Like it's, uh, it's not a welcoming, you know, community. I swear, that, I swear it felt like they bought the donuts just so they could tell the contestants they couldn't have one. It might be a tradition at that rodeo. <laughs> you know, that might be the... <laughs> got some sadist at the top who's like, okay, we're going to get all yeah. these donuts. We're going to put them right there at the door. Don't touch them. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. You know, I have students ask me all the time, like, what am I, you know, how do I get into this? How do I do it or whatever? And it's like, yeah, you go back in time and be born into a rodeo family. Who's your who's your shining star right now? I'm sure there's several, but like, who's the one that stands out? It's like, man, that, that one is the one you look forward to seeing their stuff. Uh, this is so unfair to all the other ones. I know that, so I'm, I'm prefacing it with just because your name is not the one mentioned, it's nothing personal. I'm gonna, I'm, I got my Instagram open. I'm gonna look up. Their yeah, stuff. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> man, this is gonna get me to trouble. Um, It'd be worse if I so, said give me your top ten because then somebody like I didn't even make the top yeah, ten. No, like just one. Yeah, that's just a good one. Point. No, uh, Lexi Christopher is my best student. Um, she is constantly being brave and taking risks, and is willing to come away with absolutely nothing. Dude, okay. 
I got her Instagram open, and this, you can see Cohen in those. Yeah, you see Cohen in yeah. there, and 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 you would say it's not that you're creative; it's that you're you know you're a, a light are. specialist <laughs> or what. You see it. You see that same. Yeah, that's interesting. And is she working her way up? Is she? Getting she has her PRCA card. Good yeah. for her. She inherited a couple of the rodeos that I can't shoot anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> she called Livermore. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, make anybody go to Livermore. Uh, that's not the place you want to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, is I, that, I, I is have. That, it, I, I have really good students. I have people that are doing fantastic work. Um, but I'm trying to get them all to be as fearless as yeah. she is, yeah. and and that's what she has over them is that. I honestly don't think she cares if she comes home with nothing, which yeah. is exactly how I am. And, you know, uh, she shoots on the edge and she misses a lot, but the ones that she gets are special. Well, and if, um, if she's taking same old, same old pictures, she's not posting them because yeah. the stuff on her page is, yeah. is insight, you know, like a behind the scenes. You got one bronc rider, but it's from directly in front. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that side profile. Yeah. Like that's, that's cool to get to see. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here right now, looking at a picture of a guy taping his arm up, and like, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. The light coming over his hat. Yeah. I feel like I'm an amateur photographer now. <laughs> Matt, I cannot tell you, thank you enough, man. Yeah, it's, it's been, been great, man. It's it was a, just it was a way more interesting conversation than I was expecting. So well, good. good. Job, that's, that? that's good to yeah. outperform expectations. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, you know, your next moment of inspiration like you had at san francisco that day i hope i hope it's rodeo related i hope to keep you around um but whatever whatever that case may be where i mean for me i'm excited to get to watch whatever story you're telling so. yeah yeah that's great yeah i mean it's it's been the the support from rodeo fans has been really cool you know because they i don't make any secret this is how i dress i'm wearing flip-flops and cargo shorts dude and you got a whole vibe you know? though like you got the whole <laughs> matt, matt cohen look um, but yeah, I mean, like there were, it, it was, uh, a, a kind of a tough, tough sell to get people to look at pictures that were different, to get people to look at a saddle bronc picture where the bronc necessarily, you know, wasn't necessarily yeah. kicking over his head or right. whatever. And I would could get them to look at this picture and say, look at the athletic ability of the horse and the cowboy. This is what we're looking at here. Yeah. Not the form, yeah. you know, the fact that he's still on the horse or whatever. So, um, I, I take a lot of satisfaction in, in, in how many people are, um, open to what I'm doing and yeah. can't wait to see the next thing. Well, and I have no doubt that if you find yourself pursuing some other story, it'll be the same thing. You just, you've got a knack for seeing maybe what isn't being seen or, yeah. you know, seeing it from an angle that people aren't seeing it. And so, I hope so. whatever, whatever it is that you're pointing at, I'm like, we're all the benefactors getting to be on social media and get to follow along. And, Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, for real. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Awesome. Down, down, down.